Welcome to Passion for Collecting, the official podcast of CAS, where we talk everything collectibles from toys to sports memorabilia. And now here are your hosts, Chris Whitlock, Ross Barr, and Anthony Spinicki. Hey there, toy fans. This is Chris Whitlock from Collector Archive Services, and welcome to episode two of CAS Presents Passion for Collecting. Passion for Collecting is brought to you by Collector Archive Services. Collector Archive Services, we grade, preserve, and display your favorite toys, collectibles, and sports memorabilia. I am here with my two good friends and co-hosts, um, Anthony Spinicki and Ross Barr. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello. Very happy. <laughs> should, I, should, I, should I have a catchphrase? Do I need a catchphrase? Well, so, yeah, I, I guess you're like, like Ross the Macho Man Barr, so you'd be like, you know... Snap into a Slim Jim? Let him have his own collecting. catchphrase. It's got to be collecting related. I'd be like, mock you later or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's not, it's not going to be mock you later, but I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to think about you, it. I'm going to try a few catchphrases. Next month, you better have something. Oh, I've, I'll have something. <laughs> I'll have something. I have one. Oh, hello there. Hello there. That's oh, good. Hello there. Because <laughs> your Obi Wan collection is that is that the yeah, tie in is that right. what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good catch. Like nice, Chris. Like we sound like a bunch of dad jokes going on here. So uh, <laughs> just gonna you know. So, um, anyways, this is episode two of our podcast, and we talk about um, toys and collectibles and sports memorabilia and that sort of thing. CAS is Collector Archive Services. We are a grading company, and uh, so we decided to put on a podcast to tell our audience some of the cool things that we do, which we are about to do. However. Before we get started, just like any sort of uh, video or audio social media, we do have a few announcements about um, where you can find us and where you can find this show. And Anthony, take it away. Thank you, Chris. Yes. So if you are listening to this podcast as an audio podcast, thank you. Um, If you like the show, leave us a rating. Leave us a comment, please. It helps people find us. And if you love the show, maybe ask a relative or a friend to uh, start listening because maybe they'll actually like it even though Chris talks most of the time. It's a Chris show with Anthony and Ross. (laughs) Um, So if you're listening, we talk a lot about figures and collectibles. So there's a lot of visualness to it. Uh, If you're wondering what that stuff looks like or what Chris's handsome face looks like, or Ah. you want to check out the sexiness that is Ross Barr, um, we Mm. are going to uh, take this show, chop it up into segments uh, that are video enhanced. So, most of the collectibles we talk about will have images of them um, in, in the videos. And you can find that on our YouTube channel. It's uh, Collector Archive Services. Search that. It's the first one that comes up. And that is in addition to the other awesome collector content we have on that uh, channel. Um, other than that, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. The handle is at Collector Archive Services. And also, um, just so you know, if you do start following us on any of the major um, uh, podcasts, so Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google, you, you name it, we're on there. Um, we'll, we're going to go ahead and put a link to a Facebook page in there, right? And if you sign up for that page, take a screenshot of your subscribe, however you do it, like, subscribe, happy face, I don't know, all the different ways you can you, you can do that. Um, you can be entered to win a CAS 95 Din Djarin with Child, the, um, the Target exclusive. So we're giving one of those away to somebody who subscribes to our podcast, right? Also, I'm adding to the rules. If you um, decide to also leave a positive comment, you get another um, 
you can get another um, entry into that. So, so take a screenshot that shows that you subscribed. Take a screenshot that shows that you said something nice about us. We're gonna bribe you to do so, and uh, and you can be entered to win um, a CAS ninety five, which is mint, mint, more mint. I gave you guys the nicer, the nicest of the one, nicer than the one in my collection. So it is outstanding. So. You're all right, Chris. I don't care what Ross says about you. You're you're an okay guy. Hey, look, I gave away a five hundred dollar action figure last time, so you know that's kind of it's <laughs> who I whoa. am. Whoa, whoa, yeah. my uh, CAS eighty five uh, Han trench coat. So, and that went to Peter Buck, by the way. Um, and I have had some conversations with him. I would actually see him at ICCCon, and uh, he he is a law enforcement officer, and he said he was having a very very bad week. And when I gave him um, the the message saying that he won. He was just beside That's great. Himself. Awesome. Sending out the love, Christopher. It's yeah. coming oh, back to you, buddy. Yes. Coming so, back to you. Put a smile on my face for sure. That's good. So, um, but so last episode, um, Anthony <clears throat> and I kind of introduced ourselves a little bit and told our listeners who we are, why we collect, what we collect, and that sort of thing. Um, Ross was not with us during that episode and is here now. So, yeah. Ross, why don't you tell us who you are, what you collect, and how the heck did you get uh, tangled up in this whole CIS business? Well, you've heard about uh, addition by subtraction. This is kind of subtraction <laughs> yeah. by addition, maybe, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm on the podcast now. Yes. But I'm so happy to be with you guys. I had a conflict the last yeah. time, but happy yeah. to be here. Um, my name is Ross Barr. By, by day, I'm a lawyer for a publicly traded retail company. By night, I'm the part owner of a grading and acrylic fabrication and preservation company called Collector Archive Services. Um, I've been collecting for, whew, what is it, uh, almost 10 years. Um, I collect Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, little G.I. Joe, actually a lot of G.I. Joe. <laughs> I've now gotten into vintage wax packs, boxes, cards, things like that. Um, so really run the gamut with what I collect. Um, I was one of Collector Archive Services' very first customers when, when they were first started. The One of our partners, Ken Black, started the company, and he reached out to me and said, hey, I'm starting this grading company. You should come see us at the show and try us out. And I was like, oh, man. You know, there's always just been this one grading company, and you know, you know that competition is good for many industries, and certainly including the hobby. And I was right. like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm definitely come try you guys out. So... Went and submitted something. I think my very first submission was was a store display and a Han trench coat, just like the ah. that Chris Wetlock gave away. But this was a proof card, proof nice. card, very nice piece. Um, and CAS graded it perfectly. Looked beautiful cases, and I struck up a relationship with with Ken. And at the time, they were located in Quakertown, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour away from me. And I got to go back and forth and drop stuff off and got to know him and. You know, I really promoted them a lot on Facebook very early on in the 12 back group and try right. to get people to, 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 to try CAS. And, you know, after a while, Ken and Todd, the, the two owners at the time, they're like, man, this guy's really promoting us. Maybe we could see if he wants to buy into the business and he can continue to promote us. So right. they asked me to invest very early when CAS was just still kind of a concept. And, uh, invested and you know we had we kind of you know it was tough starting a new business but we got there and we've grown and growing and growing and um you know i was happy to add anthony and chris uh, a couple years later and 
We were now that recruited. we got those guys going, we're really going <laughs> we're places. Busy. We're really going oh, places. Oh, man. He keeps – Ross is a tough hmm. boss. He keeps us busy. But, you know, and I, I love you, when you call me a boss. That's great. Okay. That's well, great. I, I, so – but you okay, I need you, a you, mug best boss ever, right? You, you are, yeah. You're like – you're my um, Michael uh, – Oh, from the office. Why oh yeah, Michael. I'm, ah, what's his name? Oh my goodness, and I love that's like my favorite show. God. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, th- that's who you are, right? So um, you and 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 that's how I see you. And I, one thing I want to touch on, Ross, and because um, I'm not, I always talk, and I, I apologize. But um, you I, never. Yeah, but you know, pe- people will, will mention, you know, like about grading companies and and. Okay, when you start, and when Ross got into this, and you know, you have to build faith in, in yeah. the product that you're doing. And, and Ross is a very humble person. And I, I don't, he doesn't like when I say this, but I consider Ross to be sort of in the star Wars realm, a celebrity collector, right? He is somebody oh, yeah. that everybody, celebrity knows. You, you say you are, <laughs> well, but okay. But so, but you're, no. you're, if, if you, if, if you talk to people in the hobby and there's, and you, and you can mention a whole bunch of people, you can mention the Anthony Spinicki's and Chris Whitlock's of the world. And in spite of all the, the time I try to put myself like, in front of my Anthony camera, what? Like, yeah, sprinkles, <laughs> Mr. Sprinkles. Um, but, it, but I can tell any, I can mention Ross Barr to anybody in that name oh. automatically. Right. And so you, yeah, I'm not, like, I just got a big mouth. That's what it is. I got a big no, mouth. Like no, to... no, no, no. You're, you're, uh, you're a pioneer, well. pioneer in the star Wars, uh, social media, Realm. You That's you really are, down. you really are, yeah. and 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 your addition to CAS, you know, like now you're saying, okay, now you have somebody that you know endorses a product and uses that product, and I'll tell you, for me, it, it gave me the faith to give it a try. And I'll I never, I'll never forget uh, your Facebook post. It was shortly after I joined Facebook. I was late to Facebook. I knew you through Instagram, Ross. Yeah, uh, and I, and I knew CAS by dropping stuff off in person to Ken in Pennsylvania. You awesome. know, he's a half hour away from somewhere I work and um, seeing your Facebook post. I was like, man, that is so awesome. Ross got into that company, man. I'm jealous. But here Same we are, here. Little right? you know, a couple years later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ross yeah. kept a list of all the people that said they were jealous of, of that opportunity. He's like, oh, yeah, put your money where your mouth is, boy. No, I mean, it was <laughs> it was something no more complicated than I that I asked people that I really trust and really admired that, you know, I knew would be good representatives of what we were trying to do. Um, and once I couldn't get any of those guys, I chose you guys. Right. So. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just picture there being a list of like ten guys, and then, 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 then another list of like ten guys, and another list of like ten guys, and another list of like nine guys. And he's like, uh, going through his phone, ah, Chris. And then you know, it's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's basically right. That's basically right. <laughs> that's basically right. So, Ross, as a collector now, do you still do your? Do you still have your Han Solo focus? I do. I do. You know, after a while, I got really nuts about it. Well, not nuts. I mean, we're all nuts, right? Collectors uh, have a passion for collecting. There you I'm go. Gonna, I'm going to throw that in every once in a while. <laughs> I, like, I love to do it. Because it, honestly, that, I think that I don't, I don't recall that you guys talked about it um, in, in the first episode. But to me, I mean, that's what it really is, right? This is why we're all together. We all right. share this passion for collecting. Hmm. And, you know, that's why we that's why CES is a thing. And we're here on a podcast talking about all that, but you know, I had that passion, but some of that passion caused me to get a lot of really expensive pre-production items and put a lot of money into that stuff that made me, you know, nervous about it, it, that, you know, had that much money tied up. And I still had a ton of other things, production carded figures and all this other stuff. And 
at some point, it, the the high value stuff didn't give me as much joy. Pleasure, it, right? You know, so I, I got rid of that, but I, I still have a ton of Han Solo stuff. Now, there's other guys that have gotten to the hobby that are get tagged more in Han Solo posts than I used to. I used to get tagged oh, in every Han Solo post all the time. So, so that's how we, that's how you knew Ross was a celebrity, right? So like I was going for a 48A card back run and yeah. there was like two people in the entire world that knew that apparently. So those two people, if they ever saw something occasionally would like, you know, tag me in it. Right. But right. if there was anything Han Solo, it got to be a joke because you would see 40 people tagging yeah. Ross Barr. Like yeah. his phone must have been going off, you know? And it could have been yeah. anything, you know, it could be a, a, a loose, you know, beater figure, Ross Barr. You know? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't happen as much anymore, but I still collect it. I've taken, you know, there's other things that have caught my interest too. You know, I've gotten into uh, wax pack and box collecting a lot over the last year or so. Um, We're going to touch on that in a little yeah, bit here, folks. We'll so spoiler alert. So. Um, and, and other things, lots of other stuff. I've gotten more into G.I. Joe's, but I still, I still enjoy the Han Solo stuff when it comes to to Star Wars. There's just so much stuff to collect. And then I'm like, yeah. yep. never ends. Never ends. Never ends. Yes. So, well, that's, um, so well, that's Ross Barr. And I'm sure everybody sort of knew a little bit about him coming into it. We know more about him now. And, and actually, you know, I, I thank you every day for getting me involved in this. You know, Anthony and I, we work together all the time. Like, like every day, like text I, message. Back I, and forth. I, I text you more than my wife. Just so you know. Same, same <laughs> thing. Same thing. Like, like you guys are all house household names, you know, in my house. Yeah. And I, I talk to you guys a lot, but, um, you know, like she, Anthony and I, she said, watched my wife, watched me iron on the, I love sprinkles shirt yesterday with your picture <laughs> down here in the basement. She's like, Oh, it's Chris. I'm like, yeah, it's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> One day we we're gonna meet our wife. I cannot wait till we can all get together. Oh, and, it's, gonna uh, it's gonna be, be so uh, much fun. Um, but yeah, and, and but the thing is, I thanks for the opportunity because like you know, Anthony and I yes, talk about this. Thank you. But honestly, um, you know, I, I I work a lot at my job, but I work all the CAS stuff I do. Like it is work, but it is like it's one of those. You know how the difference between a job and a career. This is it. This yeah. passion, right? This is where it comes from. I, 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 I love for this. collecting. Yep, I love this hobby. I love the people. And now that I have a vested interest in it, um, it's kind of. This sounds terrible, but gave gave my life more more meaning. <laughs> if you want to say that, but it really does, you know. So. I think it's great when you think about what still makes me happy about what we do. Again, the interactions with you guys is great. With our other partners is great. With our collectors is great. But you think about how many people's collections we've impacted, yes. right? Did they have whatever piece that we did for them or help them display X, Y, Z. Right. Thousands of collectors. Yeah. Yeah. Love seeing that. like the, the best thing is, you know, I, I do the Instagram, right? So I, the mm -hmm. best thing is people sending, Hey, what can I do with this? Or can I call you? And I have a, a telephone conversation with them. We'll plan it out, seeing it show up in the, um, uh, in the Dropbox feed yeah. as a done. Yeah. I'm yes. like, wow, I helped someone with their collection with that piece. It's it's so yeah. rewarding. I, I love taking yeah. in a submission and then like kind of, you know, you, you take in a ton and then all of a sudden, you know, before you know it, you're seeing that come up on Instagram. You're like, oh man, I was part of that. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it, it definitely is a very rewarding career for sure. For sure. So, um, so yeah, so, so thank you. <laughs> um, thank you guys. So that, that will you. cover our introductions, and yep. why don't we um, move on into CAS News.
So CAS news. Um, first thing I want to talk about is, um, and we touched on this last time, and we're getting closer. In fact, spoiler alert: um, our guest today is Michael Havens because in well one month from the from today when we're shooting, um, but probably shorter by the time this pod, podcast actually comes out, is we're going to be doing our first major show. And yes, I cannot wait. We're going to be doing ICC Con in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it is the weekend. Was it the fifth? the 16th, 17th, and 18th of April. And um, I cannot wait to do that show. And, uh, and, and that is the first of, um, of a long list of fun shows that we have coming up. So starting with that, then the very next weekend, so April, I have the wrong date right now, but it's going to be in the 20s, um, Kane County in uh, Kane County, Illinois. And it's um, the following weekend, 23rd. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is an enormous show and uh, one I've never been to. And, and um, I know Brendan Falcioni is going to be there for sure. I am going to do my best um, to try to get to that show because I hear that show is legendary and I oh, want to be a part. Oh, Kane. Yeah, you show. haven't been to Kane. No, I it was supposed is. to go last time, and you gave me a CAS project. That that's true. Florida. That's true. That's oh, right. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, that is right. Kane County is the largest vintage toy show in the country. Yes. It is multiple, multiple buildings. It is spectacular. Spectacular. I have never, never, done be, it. never been. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> you guys yeah. think, oh, it's I, fantastic. So, yes, I hope. Because, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be busy for ICC kind of. It, it's a Thursday to Monday for me thing so literally i would be getting back on the road and i and i i do have a day job believe it or not as often as i text people i'd be getting back on the road. you're fine you're <laughs> I do fine have, as an internet celebrity is that your day job yeah you're yeah well hopefully i start signing autographs and you know people are gonna love me as i i am so desperate to become popular the popular kid so you know if you can't tell so <laughs> it's happening it's, it's happening yeah, it's, slow I, but sure. I, I think it's done it's it's, it's already happened i've actually already have t-shirts right so thanks to you <laughs> Anthony. Um, but yeah, so so ICC and then uh, then Kane County and then next month, um, May twenty second and twenty third, Anthony is going to be at ToyCon New Jersey. Ross, perhaps right? ToyCon New Jersey. I'm going to try. Might, I'm going right? to try. Yeah. And I, I think I think, I think Ken Lombardi uh, said he might come down for a day. Awesome. He's one of our partners. Awesome. Uh, one of our partners. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a good show. I did uh, my. Uh, my second show, but after the pandemic, it was our first show that we did. It's a great show. A lot of vintage, a lot of great vendors. It's a huge, it's in a new spot. It's in Wayne, New Jersey, huge auditorium. It's a great show. So if you're in the uh, Northeast, check it out. Wayne, nice. New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Lombardi actually um, is going to be doing ICC Con with me. Um, and he is one of those diamond in the roughs. I, I want to see his collection in person because you want to talk about a diverse collection. That guy. I've seen it. I've seen it. Have he, you? He has multiple rooms of amazing stuff. Yeah. It blew me away how much stuff. Every <laughs> yeah. single toy line. And the guy's been collecting consistently for 20 some years. Yeah. Wow. Consistently. So he is, he is really, I mean, like I have a, if you I have wouldn't a question. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it. No. He's not one of these guys who's like, Posting in your face or show me this. Like even a gaudy that. wall of, of yeah, right? <laughs> Who has that? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Who's all about the Star Wars bling, right? Like if I could wear it on my, like, you know, kid play style on my, <laughs> I, that would be me. So I'm very much in your face about my collection and I, I love it. I adore my collection, but yeah, his is. He's very, he's very laid back. 
Yes. Great guy. So I cannot wait to spend a weekend uh, talking to him. True American hero, by the way. Yes. True American hero. Yep. Yes. Served the country. Still in yep. the... Um, still is. Still yeah. is doing still it now. Is. Yeah. yeah. Sergeant Major in the reserves now. So Sergeant he just got, Major. Yeah. The Sarge. So, yeah. Good guy. Oh, and, and Brendan Falcioni, too. You know, so we actually do... we. Um, do have we do support our uh, soldiers so our, our support so soldiers support us at this point still so and speaking of brendan falcioni he is um getting me involved in joe fest which is going to be in augusta georgia um june 26th and 27th so that was uh, a show that we did last year it was a little bit later in the year it's in september it's going to be earlier this year it's in june um another big show beautiful town uh so can't wait for that one either so that uh that and, and that is, we'll say that's our tentative show schedule. But like, I just got um, word that they might be doing a Motor City uh, toy or uh, Comic Con this year. That is an enormous show in my backyard. It's 15 minutes from my house. Um, usually, that's one of those Comic Cons where they'll, you know, under you know normal circumstances, line wrapped around the building kind of place. Mm. Um, and great signers um, and for our, our signature witnessing and that sort of thing. I cannot wait to do one of those. So. Is, there a, is there a timetable on that? The Motor City? They always do it in May. It. It's always May, May right? Yeah, it's, it's it. usually May. I would if so. I'm literally guessing. I'm guessing they're going to do a September October thing. You know. Um, okay, you think they're going to wait through yeah, the yeah. COVID stuff? Yeah. Right. So I, I know, for example, um, the the place where they have it was actually a. Um, the state of Michigan rented that up at least through the end of the year because it was a potential hospital in case they needed it. So like there was that place has been, you know, Novi, Michigan, right? Yep. Novi, Michigan. Yep. I, so, I went to that show once I waited an hour and a half outside to get in. It was filled, 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 filled. Packed. packed. Yeah. And the celebrity guests are amazing. So yeah. you know, it's definitely something for signature witnessing. Um, Last year before it was canceled, they were supposed to have Kiefer Sutherland, Alice Cooper. I mean, you know, Meatloaf. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I remember that. I remember that show. Yeah. yeah. So, meatloaf. Yeah. My goodness. So, so yeah. So that. Ma, is Ma wants a meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I would do anything. So Man, yeah. You have a beautiful voice, Chris. Uh, well, I use it often. Sing, <laughs> sing another note. Sing that one. You sing. I would one. do anything for love. You have a very beautiful voice, very soft, very soft and velvety. I can't so, wait. Yeah. I cannot wait to produce Chris Whitlock's favorite hits. Oh, well, and, I, mean, and, I got a bunch. I got at least four or five already. We, know, we, 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 we touched on this. Um, something you, you and I, you, Anthony, and I did. But um, so one of my favorite karaoke things is I am actually really, really good at Ice Ice Baby, and I'm a huge Vanilla Ice fan. So I actually have a custom at CAS right now. With uh, a 12-inch vanilla ice um, doll mint in the sealed box, uh, it is also a sealed cassette tape and an autograph trading card because that's how I roll. Because he's if he's got a problem, he'll solve it, and that's the kind of thing you know you want out of you know your your um, 90s pop stars. So that's why I love him. Ross, do you know what I have? I have video of Chris and Brendan uh, rapping vanilla <laughs> ice. Back and forth, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm just waiting for the, the right moment. The you, know, you have no, you guys. have no idea, you have uh, no idea. <laughs> the two whitest people that I'm waiting for the right existed. time to release it. Yeah. When he's getting really uh, big, I'm gonna put it out there. It's gonna kill your career. Sorry. That's all right. You know, I mean, I, I was born in I, I was born on the hard streets of Walled Lake, so you know it's <laughs> so it's called Walled Tucky. So, but you know, hey, you know, but yes. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so that, that is a custom. I cannot wait. And those are the upcoming shows we have so far. But folks, we are going to be hitting shows really, really hard this year. We all are very anxious to do it. We're, we're anxious to get back in and take in submissions and meet you and and, and, and do that. So um, be looking for CAS at a show near you because we want to be there for sure. So um, other things in the news is we are also, Anthony and I are spearheading a, our social media wing um, and doing that with uh, Gusto um, with a focus on this podcast um, that you've probably noticed. And um, also we are doing a lot on YouTube. Um, one of the things that Anthony and I really like to do, or that CIS like, likes to do in general, is um, to kind of give back to the community in an educational standpoint. So we've um, developed a concept called CIS 101. So, and uh, we have a few videos in that series. So, like, so for example, I have my um, five facts about card, Star Wars cardbacks, and it probably launch before this podcast comes out, but my um, five facts about 31, 32 backs will be coming out very shortly. Uh, probably will be out again. Um, but I've all I've done five facts on twelve backs, five facts on twenty backs, five facts on twenty-one backs, and so this is the fourth episode in that. And I'm going to go all the way through ninety-two. So um, you know, become a fan of that because it's it's a lot of fun to watch and listen to. Um, but we've also have a um, five facts on nineteen eighty-eight uh, starting lineups. Um, Joe Curcio did an absolutely outstanding oh, job. Yeah. Um, we have um, five facts on Star Wars bootlegs done by action figure grader John Rula. Uh, again, really just a good taste of where that market is and, and if you're kind of interested in it. And also, um, coming soon, we're hopefully going to be getting a Masters of the Universe one. Um, and I learn a lot from all of these. So if you are le- interested in um, some of these different toy lines, um, that is... that yeah, is, go. Uh, if you go to the, the, uh, the YouTube channel, there's a playlist. It's... Uh, if you... Only into Star Wars, the playlist is collecting Star Wars. But we have a collecting 101 playlist with all of the educational five fact videos. And it's only getting I just I just uploaded your video, Chris, the 31, 32 back. It is so good. You did such a good job. I don't know if I'm biased because I love the the artwork, uh, the card art on ESB card backs. It is so good. So you put so much work into that. Uh, I just put pictures up. You did all the research and stuff. So March 18th, this podcast will probably already be out. So if you haven't seen it, go watch that video. It's really good. Yeah, it's and a lot of fun to make. I mean, I I, I do I, I I know a lot. I have a good base of knowledge, but then um, I, I try to just you know, there's so much to learn and there's so many people to talk to. So and, and I, I there's so many people that teach me um, as I go. So. Um, it's nice to be able to to bring that to our our fans. So the 101 series is really cool. Um, also, you may want to check out um, Anthony and I did a live broadcast of um, a game show that we started. Um, essentially, the the concept is what does your um, CAS team members know? This one is what does Anthony Spinnicky know? It's a tro- a toy trivia game. So if you're into toys, and if you're listening to this podcast, then the answer is yes, you are into toys. Um, the fun thing about this, right, is that it's toy trivia. And the, the cool part about Jeopardy or any of those other trivia is it's to see what you know. Um, so go and watch it and see what you know. And um, we're going to potentially expand that to a two-player format. The good thing is, is you have a host and a player, but the people who are listening get to win the prizes. So we don't put you on the spot. We're an advocate for you. So you don't have to be like, oh, man, I hope I don't want to get embarrassed on on you know, on YouTube, not a problem. I don't mind getting embarrassed. Just so that way you get prizes. 
Yeah, and congratulations to Caleb Olson. Uh, he won the uh, last prize. It's, it's a CAS 80, uh, loose Han Solo, great figure. He he chose the, uh, the amount of questions that I would get right. Five should have been more, but it was five. Um, so he actually sent us a picture um, of the, the Han Solo on his collector shelf. It was nice. his first graded Star Wars figure, he said. So, so that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good for great. him. Yeah. Good for him. And and a runner up uh, shows a I Love Sprinkles t shirt. Well, you're a handsome face, Chris. My, my, my face, your nickname really that, is the that, best one. Chris, Chris W. Chris W. Uh, Chris Wellminster, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another, another very. Um, generous wealth of information that is a, yeah. a person that i cannot wait to meet so um definitely a cool person and what was was great about that game show folks is that we've done two we did what did chris whitlock know and what does anthony spinnicky know and know as it turns say. out chris whitlock knows more so yeah <laughs> uh, what is hordak russ do you remember that when we first started uh brainstorming about uh, what to do on instagram and i sent you a sample cast friday's trivia or cs friday trivia the mm -hmm. first thing i ever sent you was we could do something like this it's like what is this a first shot of and it was a first shot of hordak right right and you you responded what is hordak right and <laughs> basically chris one of the questions was you know who is the the, the nemesis who is the villain in shira and i just i just blanked out i think oh, i said something like i said something like zortek or something like yeah. that and I was like, this is so ironic. It's the first thing I ever like sent to Ross about social media. It's, it's goddamn Hordak. I hate Hordak. I hate Hordak. Hordak. I, hate Hordak. I, I think you should you should just be mad at yourself. Don't be mad at oh, Hordak. This right, is not Hordak's fault. It's not Hordak's fault. I hate myself and Hordak. <laughs> I just dislike Hordak. <laughs> it was a good show. I mean, it was a lot. Like it's a, a good plethora of um, '80s toy trivia, and it's something that we want to try to do monthly for a live show. So, um, stay tuned. And go back and watch some of the old ones. Get an idea of the caliber of questions we have, and you never know. Maybe we'll uh, do. We'll have uh, one of our, our listeners that will pit them against one of us. So, you know. Yeah, it's great prizes. Easy way to win great prizes. Yes. It's a lot of fun. So definitely look out for those shows. And we and we love giving away prizes. In fact, I, I sent some cool things in to get graded to uh, for prizes. So um, it is it is something that you know we definitely we like to give value added things away. So usually it's going to be something that's graded, something that you know will look nice in your collection, and it'll be fun winning in the process. So that is something to look forward to. Um, speaking of graded things, our next things that your our next um, social media our, our next uh, YouTube show is our investors corner so if you listen to our last podcast we ended with an investors corner spoiler alert when you're done with um this show there will also be an investors corner um i also am working on a special edition for the hakes auction because um really the hakes auction um items would have dominated the uh the <clears throat> the uh the segment this time so it's worthy of its own and i'm going to go ahead and, and do one anthony and i think we'll, we'll do that one um and then also um, a little bit of a spoiler alert too we're going to also start doing ross um you're going to start doing one as well right your own unique oh i sure am chris so. i sure am <laughs> yep related to it so is this a, a perfect time to talk about what we're doing so I, I want to talk about Roadshow real quick, but um, okay, so, yeah. So yes, yeah, so we have a, a really well, those, cool those announcement. Well, those are tied together. The new Investors Corner is yes. tied together with uh, our new offering. So yes, our brand once new. I announce that, I'll uh, I'll talk about what the Investor Corner is. Yeah, then, we, too. yes. So, but definitely cool. Stay tuned for like 
Yeah, well, another minute or two, and then uh, yeah, we have a cool. Listen to Chris's boring stuff, and then we can get to Molly exciting stuff. <laughs> um, oh, so, Chris! So oh, the, Chris! Oh, all man. day. Why do you oh, take another one, Chris? <laughs> Chris Archive Services. Yeah, so I hear him uh, in my sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> I hear this. Oh, sorry, never. Mind. Um. So, all right. So the very last thing we should, I watched, we should sing. We should make little intros to each segment. That is just Chris <laughs> singing. The <laughs> Investors Corner. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> CAS eighty five. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, it's like yeah. It's like no, thrashing. I'll come up with something. Yeah. You know. Um so actually the the, the the one thing I want to tell our listeners to um we're gonna be hitting shows hard. I mentioned that. Um, hard. at shows we are going to be um taping segments for our CAS Roadshow segment. So um we are gonna be potentially asking you to um stand in front of the camera and tell us what you're submitting to give people an idea of some of the stuff that comes across our tables at uh at these shows and i know i've done a couple anthony is a rock star when it comes to this he he doesn't play on his phone so much so he he can actually have his ready i'm gonna have to probably buy a gopro um but he, he um tapes a lot of people making submissions and it's something that i plan to do um with some of these upcoming shows so um so that is, um, and you can, you can be you can star on our uh, CS Roadshow. Yes, right? you, so you could actually be. Part it's of a our cool content. segment. Seeing people uh, submit their stuff, planning it, see what it's going to look like, and then right. it's, it's it's a cool show. And then seeing when it actually is made. So it's, it's yeah. sort of a, it's a really fun segment to do. Uh, people enjoy being in it, and so uh, look for us to be asking you to do that in upcoming shows. And finally, our announcement. Yeah, I'm so excited about this, and and, and Ross is going to tell I'm, you. I'm I... extremely excited about it. Yeah, no, yeah, it'll, go ahead. It'll, it'll be great. So we we are going to get into. We are in the process of working with. We're not just jumping right in. We're working with some experts. Um, uh, someone in particular mentioned the idea to me of something we've been kicking around of getting into the trading card. Trading cards are hot. Trading cards are hot right now. If you're anyone fire. paying attention, I'm firing fuego. Yes. Really hot right now. We now we're not going to get into card grading, right? There's a lot of grading companies in that right. space, right? And we're not looking to kind of come in where there's already a, a need that's been served. But there's a void, though. <laughs> there's there, a oh, void somewhere. Oh, there's there's a void, Christopher. There's a void. Um, you know, there's there's currently one grading company that grades packages, right? Packages of cards, wax packs. Um, cellos, the, those are two offerings that are currently there. Um, a, one, one grading company already does that, but we're going to expand much further than that. Um, right. The turnaround time for this particular company is pretty, pretty long. At the end, hearing stories of eight one months, year. nine months, ten uh, months, yeah, and they just uh, recently increased their prices, prices yeah. increased their prices significantly yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we we want to offer a better faster service that's you know we don't want to be known as the cheap option that's not what we are but we're going to be on par around the same cost but you know notably there's other grading companies for toys that charge based on value right it's right. almost like holding holding you hostage it's uh extortion right the, the right. higher the value the item it is you it an action figure of three and three quarter inch size should cost the same amount of acrylic takes the same amount of time right. to authenticate it whether it's worth a thousand dollars or a million dollars, right? Everybody wants a flat rate. That's why, yeah. Everybody wants and a so, flat rate. So that's what that's what CES has done um, since we've been in business when it comes to toys. We don't value base. It's the exact same price, 
for whether it's a thousand dollars or a million dollars. Right. And so the current company that, that grades packs does the same thing. The higher value of the pack, the higher the price, and it's up to a thousand dollars per pack. Yeah. Right? So we're going to come out with a flat twenty-five dollars per pack. Doesn't matter how much it costs. So faster service, more reasonable pricing for five different offerings, right? As I said before, right. wax packages already exist by another company. We're going to do it. We're going to do it for a flat rate, much faster turnaround. Cello also, packs. The, the package is gorgeous. It's it's we're huh. getting there. We're getting the the first prototype is amazing. Ooh. We're gonna we're gonna still work it out even more, but yeah, it looks very promising, as Chris said. Wax packs, so five offerings all together, right? Just let me go through them. Wax packs, which already exists, and one company does. Cello packs, which is another company does, which is a, a plastic cellophane that folks right. don't know. Um, three offerings that don't currently exist, which I think is a huge void yeah. that, that, that Chris mentioned um, that I, I think really is sorely needed, not only because of how well this stuff is is doing and, and its popularity, people are collecting it more and you know, there's really been no um, third-party objective way to measure this stuff. So, and no way to packs. display them. Yeah. Racks packs. So folks that don't know what a rack pack is, maybe I can, I can, sh I can show yeah. it now. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, those are individual wax. Here is um, what a rack but, for but folks that don't. Never, there is there never. There you go. Been, that's a that's a wax pack. A rack there's pack. never been a good way to display these ever. And folks, one of the appeals of wax packs is sometimes you'll get a. Uh, yeah. A hit right on the front. You'll get a, um, you know, a rookie card or a star player right on the front. Yeah, Cal Ripken so, right here. Yeah, you have a Hall of Famer right on the front of that pack. And let's say you want to display that. Nobody gives an option for that, period. No. Yeah, there, 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 there's top one loaders. option. This company, Baseball Card Exchange, will put it. They put it in a top loader and wrap it right. in cellophane. Right. It doesn't display. You can't. And Chris is right. There's no option for a good display. So we're going to come up with the – I mean, we're already in the process of coming up with an acrylic holder that will display this um, and it will be graded and authenticated and with the label, just like the other stuff that we do, toys and video games, right. um, sports memorabilia as well. So that, that's a rack pack. So we have wax packs, cello packs, racks packs, wax, racks, wax and racks. Then it gets a little <laughs> tongue-tied <laughs> thing, wax and rack. Um, but also... Um, so there's there's currently a solution for full wax boxes, right? That um, there's certain companies, Baseball Card Exchange, RVP, it's called Ripping Vintage Packs, that they will authenticate the box and wrap it in cellophane with a little, you know, their little card in the in the bottom saying it's authentic. Um, but you know, it doesn't offer a lot of protection. It's a very thin cellophane. I'm even looking at this now. It's starting to come undone right, right here. Starting to come undone. If I was to drop this box, it would get it would get crushed. It would get bent. So you know we're not going to take off the wrapping, but we'll offer a service to case up an acrylic around the wrapping with a label that can't grade it because it's already been authenticated by someone else. We can't really grade the box, or certainly not the packs inside, because we're not going to breach the cellophane. But it will offer a service to encase an acrylic, and the label inside will just merely note that it's been wrapped by baseball card exchange, ripping vintage right. packs, whatever. And and hold on, gentlemen, I should have been prepared with this with it's these right. right at the ready, but I'll be right back. Um, no, but the, the fact that like this has been a void in the hobby is, is yeah. really amazing to me because these wax packs have always been a big or, deal. 
this is what I'm most excited about, guys. This is really what I think is going to revolutionize I agree. collecting for raw boxes like this, right? This is uh, baseball tops, baseball. I forget. This is 86 uh, tops, right? 86. Um, we are going to grade. There's going to be an overall grade, and then there's going to be a, a subgrade for the box. And this is actually a really nice box. If I looked at this, it would be. But keep in mind, actually, one thing that I should have mentioned at the outset too. We grade toys on in video games on a hundred point scale, right? For cards, wax packs, boxes, and everything else, we're on the ten point scale. It's an industry like, standard, yeah. Yep. It's an industry standard. So, yep. you know, we're, we're that's a lot of the R and D is going into how we get our scale together. That's what we've been spending a lot of time on. Um, but you know, so there will be an overall grade for the box and the packs together. There'll be a box subgrade, one through ten. And then we will authenticate and grade all the packs that are inside, right? And so ultimately we'll then you know, close the box, case it in acrylic, and the label on the side will say overall grade and two subgrades. Right. No one does this. It does yeah. not exist. Period. Does not exist. Right. And, and when we talk about boxes, you know, um, like that is a good example of a box that um, a year ago was probably a $15 box. Yeah. And is probably a several hundred dollar box at this point now because that, that market has absolutely exploded. Um, spoiler alert with. Um, with our investors corner, there was a series one box of star Wars cards that sold for $35,000, right? You're looking at several hundred dollars. Like I think it was like $800 a pack or something. I, I figured it out to be, um, and that is wrapped in cellophane and that's it folks. Yeah. That's it. No I mean, protection. Some, some, some degree that that, I think an item like that tends to be the sum is greater than the, the whole, the part Oh, the, sorry. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Right. Right. Having the beautiful box of each of the packs. Sure. I think if you were to buy a series one wax pack, it would probably be, be less than eight hundred bucks. But uh, getting I don't a know. beautiful <laughs> box is it yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. you know what? Those things are going up so fast now that I could be you, I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's and crazy. Maybe, and like yeah. 86, 87 Flair basketball um is a quarter of a million dollar box. Again, it's protected by cellophane. Ooh, you yeah. know. Yeah, you, you and and when you look at boxes like you know 87 88 flare is probably a $50,000 box. Um 80 88 89 flare is I think a $20,000 box. I mean, you're looking at at these packs, you know, well even 89 upper deck. You know, 89 upper deck I think was um a $100 box a year ago and it's now $1,000 all day. Right. $1,000 right. all day. And it's now. just it's cardboard sitting in shelves and there's no protection, you know. Yeah. And, and and these are highly no... valued these are highly valuable yeah. collectibles now that deserve to be you know, and even the, the margins on the grading, right? Tens are going to go for a lot more. Um, right. And, well, that's, so that's another point. So if you have a box that's in really nice shape and packs that, you know, are, are not shifted and, and look really, really clean, I mean, you should get a premium for that over over something that, you know, maybe has been the box has kind of been in a closet for years, right? Yeah, every, all the packages, all the, the packs are, are untouched, unopened, but like that box may not look the exact same as the box next to it. You and I both know that if you walked into a show and you had the, and they were the same amount of money, which one you'd buy? And that being the case, it should grade differently and it should really sell for a different price. And nobody is quantifying this at all. Yeah. Till now. And so you know we've been we've been grading package stuff, package toys as long as we've been in existence. So it's a right. very natural transition to focus solely on packaged cards. Right. Right. The the wax packs, the cellophane packs, and the boxes. 
We're not doing individual cards because there's a lot of companies in that space, as right. I said before. But this is a very natural transition for us. You know, we have the tools to make kick-ass cases for display that don't currently exist. And you know, I'm luckily we're working with some really, really great collectors that are helping us kind of prototype and you know put the finishing touches. And I expect within the next couple of months we'll be able to roll this out. Yeah, I can't wait. It, it I is can't wait either. The, the more we were thinking about and, and something too, like I want to put it out there as a suggestion. And, um, but so, you know, and, and so this being a suggestion may or may not ever happen, but you know, even nobody, um, rates, uh, factory sealed sets, like 89 upper deck set. Right. So again, you know, somebody could have a case of those and, 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 the the one at the very bottom could have a huge dent in it, but that there's nothing to delineate. There's no way to, nobody quantifies any of this stuff. Yeah. But, and the reason why actually is really simple. So you say, well, you know, okay, everybody's going to do it tomorrow. Unfortunately, no, because, you know, it is really, really easy to, not easy, but it's much easier to say, okay, I'm going to do sports cards because sports cards have been the same size pretty much since um, 1957, right? So you had, you know, a couple of different sizes, pre-war, but, you know, 48 Bowman was, was a certain size, you know, 51 Bowman was small, 52 tops got big, and they were, they were big up until 57, or, you know, Bowman got... You know, left and then all of a sudden tops had a standard size and that standard size has been the size pretty much you know consistently for our entire lifetime right um so to, to take a card that is you know standard size and then say okay well we're going to go ahead and modify this case that's easy okay what we do as a grading company of things that are three-dimensional is we make three-dimensional cases we put boxes in boxes we put baseballs in boxes we put baseball bats in boxes Transformers, we this is what we do. This is what we specialize in. So we are poised for this market. So it's not like we're we're trying to figure out how this is going to happen. This is literally what we do. So yeah, very damn excited. Skippy. <laughs> I'm very we're doing it. If you can't, I, you know, it. take so, a breath, Chris. Come well, okay. Yeah, so yeah. so you <laughs> so anybody like Bowman. In I'm happy. In, 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 well, yeah. So here's the thing. I I, I love Star Wars. I, I collected Star Wars as a kid, but. When I was in high school and in college, baseball cards were my thing. Sports cards were my thing. So, um, you know, the fact that I, I, I work for a company now that, you know, we're grading action figures, yes, I love it. Now that we're doing sports cards, this is like a dream come true for me. It's like, oh, you want to go to a toy show and spend the weekend? Yes. Do you want to go to a sports card show and spend the weekend? Of course. I mean, this is the, the, the best sure. job I could ever have in my life. I'm I'm very happy at how nimble we are and able to kind of transition and do something like this, you know, and, and focus on it. Um, and that's kind of the way we are. We're we're going to find a need and and try to fill it. So it's right. it's really important to me. But you know, we're, we're working hard to make sure that we get it right. So we're going to roll it out and do it right and and give folks the service that they deserve. So yeah. Um, so next, we're going to bring on our very special guest, Michael Havens, and we're going to be talking about the first. Who, Who is that? Uh, yeah, so he has this never, guy. Never heard of him. Never yeah, heard of him. Uh, I think he has like 700 um, Facebook groups and um, runs um, a, a big and getting bigger um, uh, Comic-Con and just through serendipity happens to have it poised at what we all pray is the end, the edge of, you know, this pandemic. So yep. we are very, very excited to bring him on and stay tuned next for Michael Havens. All right, folks, this brings us to uh, guest spotlight. And um, 
I guess you could probably tell because we were talking a little bit earlier about shows and upcoming shows and our guest is the one, the only Michael Havens. Mike, welcome hello, to the hello. show. Thank you uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. I am super excited to be here on CAS Presents Passion for Collecting. I'm very excited that, you guys are getting into wow. the podcast game, man. Everybody wants to hear more from you. As it turns out, some of us, Anthony, like to talk a lot. So... <laughs> Blabbermouth. There you go. That's my only hook, man. That's what I got. (laughs) The gift of gab. Who would have known when we were all teenagers sitting around, like pretending we didn't like Star Wars when we really did, um, that we're going to get our own place to talk about this stuff. And so it's. I never thought I'd ever get a shuttle, brother. So (laughs) And here we are. are. So as it turns out, uh, rumor has it that uh, you actually have like a toy show coming up. And man, I'll tell you what, and I know you, so you and I met in, um, in Cincinnati, it was October and we were just hoping that, uh, that ICC was, was going to, you were positive that it was going to happen, but oh, you know, yeah. there was a lot going on in the world and you like, you want to talk about lightning in a bottle? I mean, like literally as there's a light at the end of the tunnel, right Beyond that light is blinking ICC con, ICC con, and everybody in the world that wants to go to a, a, a con of any sort has one to go to, and it's yours. So congratulations. I appreciate that, man. I really do. I don't know. You know, I, I bought into the whole Star Wars thing just a little bit too much. I think that's what the problem is. I always believe that it can be pulled out in that last two minutes, you know, with Han Solo popping out of nowhere. Um so I'm glad that we kept pushing forward, and now that the way things are starting to clear up a bit and folks are getting vaccinated and stuff like that, which is wonderful, um, it looks like we're really going to have a shot to have a heck of a show. And um, since I'm a little bit crazy and I don't mind just throwing away some money on PPE and stuff, uh, it works out. And uh, we're going to keep going forward, and I think that's what's holding back other cons is it's it's a major expense that you're not going to get back. right i firmly believe in a year i'm not going to need any of the 25 hand sanitizer electric dispenser things i bought yeah uh, but so, whatever no but you don't oh all. go ahead go ahead chris no you can give you can give them away next year's giveaways because you know right? i still wouldn't mind having one at home you, you win know, a video so. game contest you get a hand sanitizer there you go <laughs> mike do you do you feel pressure to be the the first big show that since um, we've been locked down for a year I'll tell you what, man, I don't feel pressure doing the show. I don't feel yeah. pressure being the show because nobody's forcing me to do it. What I feel pressure of is not not doing it. And the reason why, man, is you know how it is. You guys, you run boards like Facebook boards. And when you run Facebook boards, you have people reach out to you and they go, you know, it's been really tough on me this past six months, man. I can't go anywhere. I can't go out. I can't do this. I'm thinking about bad things. And there are so many people out there that just desperately need this. Yeah. Um, I know some people can't come if they're immune compromised, stuff like that. I get it. I do. Right. And there's going to be one next year. So don't stress it. But there's so many people that are just, I don't know, man. If you really think about it, the Mandalorian came out, which we all enjoy. The mm-hmm. Mandalorian came out and not a single person who has built Mando armor has been able to show it to anybody. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. They're mocking great point. In the of their room for a year and a half. I mean, I feel that waiting is such a disservice to this community And you guys see the way I run the con. I mean, there's lots of things I could change to make more money, but it would be a disservice to this community. And that's the point of this con. I'm trying to make it more cost effective and better. Um, Yeah. I want vintage. Are you you going to have to have limited, limited uh, attendance? Well, I guess you'll have to wait and see, right? Yeah. Wait and um, see what the occupancy. 
they change it every Monday. Right now we're at 40. Um, so, but the thing is, is I went down to That's 40%, 40%, yeah, 40% of, but there's that but caveat still, right? There, there are, <laughs> it's, well, 40, it's 40, it's 40% of what? Like it's 40% it of the capacity of that law, place, right? There's rules. Um, it's obviously not just straight 40%. Uh, it's 40% as far as the room capacities are concerned. Here's the hook. Um, everybody who stays in the hotel technically doesn't count as a human being. So why would they, right? Why uh, would they? So there's 500 That's... people added to all the room totals. Right. Um, so right. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, what what I'm I'm more concerned about. What I was more concerned about is being able to handle everything. But we just up security and stuff like that. And I think people are going to be cool because I'm not trying to say wear a mask to be political. I'm trying to say the current requirements are a mask and right. if we want to play we wear one so who cares yeah. what side you're on what you're thinking about what your feelings are about it wear one for your fellow collector so you all can play together you haven't I been mean, to a con in a year these are the rules you want to, you want one or not look yeah. i'm doing a mask contest man i got this awesome crystal trophy that you could win if you have the best mask that yes. is I'm a sure fantastic idea that's a fantastic idea. What about people that are wearing like a Darth Vader mask? How do you enforce that with someone wearing a Darth Vader mask? Do you have to check uh, underneath. They wear a mask underneath. Interesting. Uh, they have to wear a mask See, you've already thought of it. Yeah, You're all over uh, it, Mike. You're all the over Rebel it. Rebel First and the the Mando Mercs and the Rebel Legion and stuff are actually extremely on board with the mask thing. Yeah. Um, so they're really cool about it. So I don't cool. think it's going to come up, man. I think everybody's just going to be cool. You know, people don't like pick on each other at cons. I think it's just something that comes with it. It's this magic. It's this. Right. You know. Well, let's, so let's actually start a little bit. So I think a lot of people have heard the the Michael Havens ICC story. So, I, but let's kind of just do a, a quick, um, like, because I, I, I know I, I've heard it the last two years, but because I know it could be a long thing, but let's give it like the Cliff's Notes version, right? Like, why did you start a con? Like, like what one day, where did this happen? How the quickest, quick, quick notes uh, version. Let me tell you a little bit about the kind of person I am. I'm the kind of person that'll go to a McDonald's and I don't care if I made $8 trillion last year. I refuse to buy a number one because it's a terrible deal. And it just <laughs> kills me. Uh, so I was at a uh, very big corporate convention, very expensive badge, $750, my wife's neck and my neck and already $1,500 in. And I'm eating a very, very expensive plate of bad food a very expensive soda, and I slam it down and I say I could do this better because I see things like that that have gone so corporate and have lost what what their soul is, and then they turn into this corporate marketing money machine. And I mean, to tell you the truth, this con I'm talking about, I love it. I will always go. I am blessed enough to be in a position where I could throw away $1,500 and it doesn't change my mortgage. Right. Um, but there's a lot of people that aren't, and I really didn't like that, the way they cut out hunks of the community just because they can't. I mean, my show, man, I wanted to make it so people could still have the same exact kind of time. But if you don't have the money, you can spend 30 bucks and still get to enjoy it on a Friday or something. Right. You know what I mean? Still Where feed the kids while you're there. And... Look, I, th I think, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, the ICCC, the one of the C's stands for collectors, right? Yes, Imperial so Commentary I, Collectors Collector Convention. In this, in the same way, this podcast is passion for collecting, yeah. right? Your con, like this podcast, is based around collecting, right? There's other stuff going on. And I'm not going to try to pigeonhole you, but no, when I when man. I recall when you first came out, that was what that's what at least I thought distinguished you from others. It wasn't yeah. wasn't just comic books. It wasn't just cosplay. Yeah. It was collectors and all that other stuff. 
Yep. It's more about the uh, the community. Like, for oh, example, yeah. the hotel, instead of it just being me renting a convention center somewhere, this is a hotel and convention center all in one that I rented. So it's like a nerd oasis for three days. I want to hang out <laughs> with friends. That's my favorite part of it. Um, I, I always wanted, here's the thing. A lot of people tell me, I was talking to Daniel Logan and it, he was talking to me uh, when we were talking about Boba Fett. Episode two, yeah. And uh, we always you, talk. You know him. Boba Fett, right? You just hang out with Boba Fett. No big he, deal. Dude, he's such no a nice deal. guy. Ross, you'll love him. We'll, you'll hang out with him. I get but to talk to Boba Fett? That, yeah. that guy. <laughs> That's cool. Guy, yeah, that guy. Um, but he uh, he was telling me, he's like, Mike, man, you got to stop. And he has that, you know, the New Zealand accent. I can't do it or else I do it. But he goes, Mike, you got to stop uh, posting up. You're always posting up toys. I'm like, dude, toys is my hook. It's what I love. Right. Yeah. He's like, and uh, I get it from a lot of the promoters and stuff, too, where they say, why do you keep trying? Because I focus on vintage toys. I try to keep the tables low, and I am very, very strict on what I allow to purchase a table at my con. I'd rather have an empty table than have, I don't know, you know those foxtails that people do whatever it is they do with <laughs> at conventions? Like, that's well, not for me. I think they just so, look pretty hanging on, like, you know, and, and your rear mirror. Maybe it's right? for, like, the back of your mirror. And right, that's I that's what know. I use it for, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, that kind of stuff I don't like. So I wanted to focus it because I go to all these other conventions because I'm a nerd and uh, they don't have any vintage toys ever. And I right. think the reason why right. is they price out the vintage toy vendors. Yeah, I'd yep. much rather have the cool toys. I mean, you're going to find the Funko Pops. You're going to find the Black Series and Hot Toys and all that stuff, of course. But you're also going to find tables and tables of vintage. and. Yep. The only other giant convention, you know, that has vintage really has 10 tables of vintage Star Wars. I mean, you'll find the Geico booth if you need new insurance. But right. I don't I, like that. Yeah, I'd I mean, go on record. I'll go on record and say that, like, aside from um, an actual celebration, I'd never see more vintage anywhere than ICC con. And I'll say as well, I'll say as well, having done two ICCCs as CAS, they're our best show other than Celebration. Yeah. As far as people coming to submit to a show, um, it just shows you you bring the collectors out. But right. I bet you my tables are a lot cheaper. Yeah. They Perhaps. are. They are. They are. Yeah, they that's, are because indeed. that's number one, man. I'm the dollar menu, baby. Right. Yeah. That's look, I mean, delicious. three three years in, the fact that we're even mentioning comparing you to Celebration is is a huge compliment. Oh, right. Right. Man, I am so excited to be on this show, and even Chris was saying. What were you saying, man? You were like, oh, there's a secret and you're going to see. And I was like, dude, I'm just some guy that's loud. I'm yeah. loud and I bought a bunch of stuff. And that's well, something with me. I no, see so, the injustice. No, you know? but with you, there's charisma. So that, that's one thing that, okay. you know, that you, there's a lot. Just, so, I mean, and I, I, I'm going to touch on this for like 30 seconds because, you know, like you are um, an admin of a gazillion groups, the one being the, the biggest vintage group. Um, I, the um, Imperial Commissary Club. And um, typically, you know, I sometimes can get a little bit of an attitude with um, with groups that are heavily moderated. In fact, the very first time I got mad at a moderated group, there's a 1221 group, and I got really ticked off at this this guy, Ross Barr, who wouldn't let me post something. What a and, I, I, and I actually deleted that group for a while. Yeah. That was my first experience with Ross Barr as well. <laughs> Rule with an iron fist, sons. Man. I love but it. Rule with an iron do fist. The same exact thing. And you have to because, man, if you think about it, the whole point of these Star Wars groups is for us to be kids again. And when we were kids and we were in a basement, man, there is no way anybody's mom would have put up with half of the stuff that people like people. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, that's how we are, Ross. We're just people's moms. Right. <laughs> well, I, you know, look, I, th- I think there was a time that the twelve back group was the place to be in the hobby. Right. Before this is before the Imperial Commissary came around, and you guys came out of nowhere and grew and grew and grew. And it's not even close. It is the biggest group, as Chris said, and the most subscribed. And you know, for some, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There was a period that I saw you growing, and I was a little jealous. I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? And how come this guy's growing his group? Um, but after a while, you know, I enjoyed your group, and I enjoy you. Obviously, we're friends. Um, yeah. And I see the headaches that I used to have all the time that I don't have anymore right. being an admin of not nearly as popular a group. You know, one, one of the things I wanted to ask you is your group has grown and grown, and I still see you in the middle of a lot of stuff. Does it ever get old to you? Do you get tired of kind of – dealing with a lot of people's problems and things that pop up. Here's the thing. I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to be bored. Um, So it's good for my type of personality. Uh, Also, I don't know, man. Like, for example, I was doing before this, I was doing the live sale because I've been doing the live sales since coronavirus. I do two a week and I just dump stuff. I mean, I don't care. I'm a very, very excessive purchaser of things. Uh, it's a definite character flaw, but, uh, so I have lots of stuff. Um, but so I put on these little shows just to talk to people and we sit here and talk just like this, except I've had a Boba Fett up and I'd have a gavel and I'd be like, here we go. And, uh, (laughs) today we just totally stopped the sale and we talked for, I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour. And I'm sure you guys understand this because you're CAS. Um, but we talked about how things nowadays are random things are new variants, and everybody's like, ah, oh, it's a green arm Boba Fett variant or a, you know, yellow thing. And you guys won't grade that stuff. And you know what I mean? Like anybody who gets far into the hobby understands that. But today people were just going, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And that's the hook, man. You never know who's not going to know it. And the right. more people that know it, that's the more it gets passed on. See, here's the thing. I love playing toys. I love talking to friends about Star Wars trivia and nerd stuff. And in order for me to have longevity with that, because I happen to be an 80s baby, I had to pick up the thing and keep going where you guys already built so much. Um, so that way it's viable when I'm 75. You know right. what I mean? When I must bust my hip, I want somebody to care that I got Star Wars toys and maybe buy me a titanium hip for a Boba Fett. You know? Right. <laughs> that's, that's called being a custodian of the hobby. That's a that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Taking well, care and teaching, one, not mine. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and that's a good thing. Well, it's it's the I one thing about it. the ICC that I that I I always if there's any if there's ever anybody new, it's a group I recommend now because yeah, it's a group that it. it seems like like new people settle there and there's mentors there that will guide people that will tell people why things will happen. Uh, like for example, I can and we're gonna get to a gazillion things, but I cannot wait because I heard that Thomas Fagan's coming to um, ICC kind. How right? amazing is he? He right. came out of nowhere two right. years ago. And That's I'll tell you one what, of those perfect examples. He gives and gives and gives, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. If you ask, this, like, is this is this a, a V five Imperial Blaster? He will say no, yes, and why to anybody, whenever. Everybody tags him. He gives and gives and gives. And this is the type of thing that you see on these groups. And this is the type of people that come to your shows. So, it's it, 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 the, the incentive. I, I want to. I'm going to have a follow a little bit of a path here, but the people that you get to talk to at these shows are the people you've been talking to for years that you already like, and then you finally get to see them in person. Yeah. 
and that's something that just it's intangible. It's a love. Well, of one I, of I always say, um, you know, once you reach the age of 30 years old, it is extremely hard for you to make new friends. And every single day I make new friends. So do I care yeah. that I got to answer something about repro every now and again? No. Thomas Fagan is a gem. He yeah. uh, is helping me with Dennis Hall and Abdul and all these guys. And we're building uh, IC Armory, which is going to I've talked to the yes. guys at the Imperial Gunnery, and it's essentially going to be a Wikipedia page. So nobody's a, a holder of it or a custodian of it, but everybody can access it and continuously build it. Because as you guys learn, I mean, you're a grading company. This stuff, it's not like it changes, but people dig farther and farther into it. So right. more information is constantly new in this hobby, yep. which I find to be fascinating. Um, so this will allow people to instantly update. I mean, the stuff Imperial Gunnery came before and did is phenomenal. So walk, walk me through. Yeah. Let's not get off that for a second. The, what is the concept again? So is this is an archive for anything Star Wars related, uh, not just Imperial well, Gunnery is the, the, the <laughs> blasters and stuff. But All right. What happened was... All right, Are we here. disclosing yeah, something yeah, you're not supposed to disclose? The reason okay. why I did this. <laughs> I mean, you, you mentioned it, bro. You mentioned it. The reason why I did this, just like I, I did uh, the same thing with the con and stuff like that, um, something ends up ticking me off and I just really want to fix it with all the power and brain power that I can use. Um, what's ticking me off is repro people are making floating blasters and translucent blasters and they're starting to make the repro better. Now, here's the hook. And this is just business. Um, <laughs> but here's the hook. If you spend a million dollars on molds, you have to print out a lot of stuff before those molds become paying for themselves. So if we can update the databases quicker than they can improve the molds, then people will be able to distinguish their stuff immediately. Therefore, they won't be able to make money on their molds. And therefore, we can literally end repro. Um, just take away their money. You know, criminals don't commit crimes if there's no money in it. So that's my plan. It will take some time. It will take the entire hobby to help each other out and come together to do. But IC Armory is going to be the place to do that because it's going to be Wikipedia. Boom, boom, boom. Found this new repro. Boom. It's up there. Here's the ID marks. Here's how we tell. And they can't pump out because, man, they're still pumping out. They still have another two, three years minimum with all the Snake River mans of the world to sell mm -hmm. off the repro just before they break even on the million dollars worth of molds they bought. Yeah. So, so again, so it's related to before that. It's a, it's a repro identification site, not yeah. just blasters. Any sort of any repro everything. in the hobby. Literally okay. everything they make fake will instantly be updated by the community, so they cannot have enough time to make money off it. That's awesome. That's Phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. Look, the right. more information out there, the better. Right. right. That's right. the trick, man. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so getting back to the show, this is the third year, and things are, well, the third show, and yeah. uh, things are changing. So from, I'm not even going to call humble beginnings, because you are you sort of started with a go big or go home attitude, right? I mean, like, you rented out this enormous facility, yeah. right? I mean, it. and, and 58,000 square feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, like, like. You definitely, it wasn't like, ah, oh, we'll just do like a little Knights of Columbus. We'll see who comes. Like it was, it was everybody. And, and, and you had people from all over the world come to this show, yep. you know? And so like, like from, from day one and the, the, the first show was, you know, I was upstairs for the most part with, um, with, uh, your, your vendor areas. And then there was more like cosplay stuff downstairs. Yep. Um, 
It's a one-day show. And then you upped it to a three-day show with your vendor stuff downstairs and then, like, you know, more of your um, your ancillary, like, CAS and um, your podcast people upstairs and then your, your cosplay. And now, like, you've, you've segued into – you've merged the two best parts. Nice. Right? So – because the, the best part and – Anthony, have you ever been to a major show? Uh, celebration. Oh, yeah, you have been to one. I've been pretty, to celebration. Pretty I, major. Well, pretty major. For me, the best part. I regret to say, though, and, and I have not been to an ICC con. And that's uh, I'm almost this year. Next one's the next one. I'm, I'm there. The IC thing. And I have always told people this. It's a train going down the tracks and anybody can get on at any time. Yep. Yeah. No rush. You are never too late. You know, it's. We're going to make this thing forever, man. It's not going anywhere. So you got Excellent. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing Anthony did is, you know, um, because of his career, he started his family a lot later. So, um, like, whereas my, my kids are all older, he has, like, a newborn. So, oh, it's nice. you know, for him to leave a, a wife at home, it's a little bit more of a, a uh, chore for her. But what I, where I was kind of getting – man, we got a zoo. You know, your wife, <laughs> the baby, go to the zoo. You come buy toys. You'll be all right. The, the national – kids – Anthony, your Bradley shirt, man. I love it. Yeah. See, Chris, I told you. I never even heard of it. I was bragging. A vintage Star Wars figure in the store was a Bradley's, and it was a Leia Bausch. Oh. Well, I was bragging about this shirt ahead of time, and Chris was like, what's – I don't even know what that is. But I I bought my biker scout and my X-Wing that I'm looking at when I was a kid at Bradley's. For me, yeah, I I missed that. The downstairs toy section. Yeah, really exactly. Yeah. What, so it's, it was a store, a department store. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like a Caldors. Yeah, Caldors. What the hell's a Caldors? Are you, are you, oh, it's like, oh, it's, I was gonna say, Ross, it's aren't like you from Jersey, but you're not. You're, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm no, I'm fake Jersey. What? So just like a. Uh, it's like a Kmart. Or? It's like basically a Kmart. Yeah. Or, uh, okay. But uh, we're talking eighties, though. Yeah, you know. 80s. Okay. Okay. Like it would have the jewelry section, and you know. The whole family could go in there and buy all the Christmas presents for everybody nice. at one store. Kind of like, nice. like a Montgomery Wards or a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a Sears, yeah. like a Sears. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Now you're talking Sears. Right. Now, I'm, now we're on the same <laughs> now, now we can relate. Right? Now, we've we brought it together. <laughs> right. <our> various regions <laughs> of Voltron. But but so the thing that was the best part about ICC, well, two the show, and then afterwards, especially the second year, because it was uh, you know it was multiple days, was um, sitting around with your friends, having beer and talking toys till like three a.m. Because yeah. like as grownups, we never get to do that, right? So now it's all in one venue. Yeah. All that is all in the same place. So I can't tell you how excited I am about and we got this. You a pool. Oh, see. Well, yes, I, I should start uh, working now, out. How much- now I'm really pissed. I can't be there to see Chris in a bathing suit. Dude, I'm smoking hot, too. That's the best part of it. That's right, man. It's on the back of the badge. Nobody's allowed to pick on you. You get a whole security detail of Tawson. Nice. I don't have to worry about people picking on me because I've seen all the Karate Kid movies. And I can, oh, nice. like, yeah, I can do that. All- crane kick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wax I'm on, wax off. I'm good. I would pay so. money to see you try to pull off a crane kick. That would well, be fantastic. I'll do it. I, I will do it. Well, this is right. video. I'm just saying. That's maybe maybe you should do it. So so the the, the funny thing is, I I do this at work. Oh yeah, I do this at work. We're gonna actually get a crane kick. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and this is where my hundred dollar floor is gonna like come and screw me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Enough talking, more crane kicking. (laughs) All right, that was good. So yeah, there we go. There we go. 
That was, so, m- was more less embarrassing than I thought it was going to be. Well, so the thing is, is that so a lot of the things that people think that I won't do, understand that I am a, a nerdy guy that works in a factory with a whole bunch of guys that are hunters and car guys, and I'm the action figure guy. So, like, really embarrassing myself is something I'm really yeah. not too worried about anymore. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I applaud it. Nicely done, buddy. Nicely You're done. Welcome. I liked it. I couldn't so, do it, man. I'll bust a hip here. So, <laughs> you know, we're talking about the, one thing I did want to know. And I, hopefully, I'm not interrupting your question, Chris. Oh, sure. But just how do you think this ICCC is going to be different than the other two, right? You've, you've learned a lot the last couple. What's going to make this one special? Well, see, what's cool is uh, we were able to, because um, as Chris was saying, we were in a big giant rodeo, that AG Center, which was cool. Um, yeah, but we haven't really lost space. We just rented a four-star hotel instead of a horse barn. Um, so I'm trying to class it up. What I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make this a premier convention because Nashville needs one. Nashville is one of the biggest growing cities in the United States. It desperately needs a convention. Why not make a local one? Well, plus um, its location is within driving distance of how many places. It's like the, it's the center of the yeah. of the country. It's it's really where all commerce has gone through for the east coast of the country since the dawn of time. Right. Uh, that's why we have so many delicious fast food joints. We have everything, man. From right <laughs> to the Sonic, man, we got it all. But uh, it's. It's in a really the I'm trying to class it up. I'm trying to make it nicer while also trying to make it a little bit more cost effective for people. Even the tickets came down just a little. Um, And that way I feel. All right. Here's the hook. I feel that the thing that Walt Disney figured out is that people, no matter their age, are searching for an escape from reality and magic. And the only way you can achieve an escape from reality and magic is to literally own it all and then create what you want in this space. They go outside, they go grab their car, they go to McDonald's, there goes the magic. But you want to go from a convention, meet Darth Vader, get an autograph, go on over, get a photo op with him, go play a game of Warhammer or D&D, go hang out with a stormtrooper from the 501st, go grab a mojito and hang out by the pool and listen to a live band and then go back in and watch a panel by Jim Swearingen, I got the place for you. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it a literal nerd oasis, man. That with is- mojitos. With mojitos. Right. And, and you yeah. know what? You, you absolutely nailed it. Because I'll tell you what happened the first year for me, right? Yep. Is I brought my wife and I love her dearly. And she's not here, but I still love her dearly. Um, but, you know, two hours in, she's in Nashville. And she's like, we want to go see Nashville. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go see Nashville. I'm at a toy show. <laughs> I came down for this toy show, right? So, like, so the thing is, is that if there was a pool for the kids, which there is, if there is a place to get drinks and eat, which there mm-hmm. is, then even if, if you know, because let's, let's face it, you know, uh, there are, for the most part, you know, it's grown-up guys. There are some, some girl collectors, but for the most part, it, it's us, and we don't usually get the chance where we get to go nerd out, and um, it's hard for us to um, tell our family to take a pause when they're in a brand-new city unless mm-hmm. there's something, you know, genuinely worthwhile for them to do there, and you've nailed it. I This is awesome. It really is. Yeah, but you know what, man? Even, I mean, always family together is wonderful. But it's also in Nashville now instead of Williamson County, Franklin. Right. So 
if your wife and family wants to go down and catch Broadway or go see a honky tonk or go to the Country Music Hall of Fame or shoot, man, it'll be summer by then or spring at least. Right. They could go out to the water parks. And if they want to do something like that, shoot, man, it's five minutes, eight minutes in an Uber. And you can still be like, you know what? We're going to meet up for dinner and it's yep. going to be wonderful. And I'm going to go here and it's cool too. Nashville's a very safe, nice, wonderful city with tons of activities. So. Yeah, even if you have the split divide of, you know, either that man or do what I did and just get your wife a Jawa focus like mine and then you get away with murder. There you go. <laughs> Mine's working out a Grogu focus. She calls him Baby nice. Yoda, but hey, you know well, what? There's Baby a Grogu steps. badge this year. They, I know. I, I'm, I'm wondering which one we get. And if not, I may have to start trading. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I, I'm not people that want to knock off my badges. How cool is that? <laughs> that's cool. No, it's cool. You know, and that that's the the cool thing too. The souvenirs, right? The the, the things that people make and they bring. Yeah. Um, the people you meet. You know. So yeah. Um, it's. It, it, I think it, honestly, and I think people are gonna lose their mind when they go there, right? People have been so yeah. pent up for a year. Like I can't even imagine the amount of money that people are gonna spend with the vendors and everything else and hanging out with each other it's gonna be a big love fest i really yeah. think so i mean I, you, you see it you i work in retail um for professionally i'm a lawyer for a big retailer once things opened up in like june our sales were out the door yeah. right and think about it people haven't had a convention well over a year yeah. i think it's gonna be i think you're gonna kill it man i mean I, you know, everyone's gonna kill it right i mean it's just going to be an unbelievable time. I'm I really excited, think that. Man. The the better it does, the more I can grow it. I mean, yeah. the reason why I started big, you said earlier, Chris, go big or go home. The reason why I did that is because I want, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not going to get any younger, man. And I want to have a major, major, major convention for us. Right. Within 10 years, you got to do 30 years of work. So that's why you got to take two stairs at a time. And that's what I'm trying to do. Right. I do feel um, just with seeing the website and stuff, just to be honest, I've never seen any kind of traffic anywhere on any of the websites for any of the businesses I've ever been involved with that look like this right now. Um, I just increased the security another 10 guys just in case. Um, but our security is top notch, but I always want to be over secure because that's the thing that would crush me is if anything oh. bad like that happened. Um, I don't care. Three people come. I'll be fine. Chris can do a crane kick, so maybe maybe you can list him as a <laughs> yeah, right? security guy. Yeah, there you go. I mean, just saying. Hey, I, guy, hey, we can if someone causes problems, I'll, I'll Chris will crane kick you, him. Man. He'll put you in there. Yeah, I'm so. at, at five foot six. I'm wildly intimidating, so you know it's <laughs> usually. You know. Well, let's see if I get if I get a sponsorship from Call of Duty or not. Are you happen to be a retired veteran or anything? I'm not. All right, that's but, what but, I'm trying to stick with for right now. I'm trying to get Call of Duty. Give me some money. But I have seen like a lot nice, of TV shows nice. for stuff like that. If that helps, I don't know. Yeah, pro pro probably not. <laughs> don't think it works that way, buddy. Don't think it works that way. No. Um, but so okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, past experiences because again, um, ICC kind of has been. So, so for me, it's probably like. The, the most special show I've been to. So, I mean, is if you can't tell me, I'm, I'm kind of hyped up about it. But because, like, I have met like, everybody. So, I, I got back into the hobby in 2012, right? And in 2012, you know, I started chatting with people. Ross being one of them. And, and you know... It, my I, first I, friends I, in the hobby. Right, yeah. I mean, we, and we, were, yeah. we had talked. Now, you and I have met before. And thank goodness your wife forgives me for how that happened. But... Um, well, she hasn't. No. She, okay, no. well, I still have... I have 
with, now that we're business partners, have years to make it up to her. That's um, right. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that like the, my first day was um, was the the room sales on the very first day. I mean, I walk in there, um, I meet Chris Michael, who has now become like a lifelong fr- friend, right? I mean, you know, uh, Todd Thornhill, Justin Swearage, and um, I saw Ross, I saw, you know, D- Tom Derby, Paul Macklin, um, just everybody I've ever talked to ever in my entire life. And I was so geeked out that night at room sales because like I had spent years forming all these connections and and i went around and it's so and this is a little bit embarrassing but i am one of those people that will put his foot in his mouth um but i knew that there was going to be a lot of international people i knew there were people coming from other countries and um at one point in time um oh shoot uh what's the guy's name from gw acrylics Ian sanderson yeah Yeah. so he comes up right and ian sanderson has this very very british accent right so i but but and then so mistake number one is i um i assumed it was australian so i'm like oh you're here from australia he's like no i said oh i love this one one of my fans if i love always want to go to australia he goes he goes i'm from florida (laughs) (laughs) so you know he ended up buying a yoda off me but i was so hyped up wanting to talk to these english so it's not your fault you were (laughs) right yeah (laughs) But I mean, and, and a great guy, and, and somebody I, I bought, I had bought star cases off of him for years. And all of a sudden, yeah. when I made that connection, Ian Sanders, you know, he said, "I'm Ian," and you know, but I didn't know he, was, he had an accent. So you, you, you were know. like Lloyd, you were like Lloyd Christmas. You're like, that's a lovely accent you have, uh, New Jersey, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Jersey, Jersey. So, but yeah, I mean, just the people you meet, and then you know, and then so we're I'm there. Chris Michael and I are doing uh, room sales, and uh, his is a lifelong girlfriend kind of thing. And my wife are, you know, my wife was sending me text. Oh, you know, we're at the pool getting drinks. I'm like, I don't care. And she's like, <laughs> and like, you know, we're going to be back in the room. Okay. I'm busy talking star Wars. And I, you know, it was just like one of those dreams come true for me, you know? So great, Mike, Mike, what are you, what are you most excited about, about ICCC? What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, tell you the honest truth man there's there's one thing you look forward to the most as a con promoter and that's making it to the end with nothing bad happening and it working all out perfectly and everybody having a good time um but to be honest dude i don't know I, you like know you personally I, what what is the thing I, and that's totally that's a totally good and honest answer but you want it to work out and it will i'm i'm yeah. confident it will you you pulled it off twice you can pull it off a third time as you walk in that weekend, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to see? What like, do you want what to do, do I want to see personally? Yeah, yeah. Me? What do you want to do? What are you going to enjoy? Honestly, dude, it's the toys. It's the toys because I walk yep. around and I see toys and I see things that, I mean, even, I don't know, I do well for myself and I certainly can't afford a lot of the things that are there. And I don't know. I, I always wanted to see one other very selfish reason why I wanted a convention in Tennessee was because Tennessee – it's built on rock, so we don't have basements. So most stuff in Tennessee dies in attics in 110-degree heat and right. five below zero in the winter. That's interesting. So we don't have toys, vintage toys. And I used to go very, very far for vintage toys. Shoot, Ross, you've seen me random places, man. I'll pop up at like a show in Connecticut like, hey, man. I heard they had a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> So I, it's kind of like a bring a mountain to Muhammad kind of thing. I wanted a good show that had vintage toys and I wanted yeah. it to come. And that way I can go through and I can shop or see things. And to tell you the truth, man, all right, I know it's like 
I, I'll be completely honest. I am on the CAS Presents a Passion for Collecting. I think it's amazing that people care that things that say ICCC or Imperial Commissary or whatever have become collectibles. <laughs> I have that. we Matt Brookins. You know Matt Brookins. Oh, yeah. Awesome customs. Uh, I got him and I was talking to him and he's making a exclusive Boba Fett figure. Now, there's only 50 of those. Oh. But currently... On my <laughs> currently on my Instagram, um, and my Instagram is just like a regular person Instagram, so maybe I've ever gotten like 80 likes or whatever. It has like 276 likes, like it's nice. gone through the roof. It's there is it's a literal chase figure collectible that was created with just community, Matt Brookins, myself, and time and thought. And shoot, we've been building that thing for like nine months yeah but, that's cool yeah it's just his, his mandalorian customs got really good awesome. he got he did a nice job with those yeah vinyl cape jawa the yeah. off-world vinyl cape was sweet yeah. yeah yeah but uh it's it's that kind of stuff it is the the collectible factor man i mean my my patches i remember celebration because i always give away swag at celebration and mm -hmm. i had these snowtrooper patches that said star wars celebration chicago and they said star wars imperial commissary whatever on it and we had a booth at celebration and we gave out i think 750 of the patches there was a string there for like four or five weeks after celebration where they were just selling for like 50 75 80 bucks a patch and i was like this is nuts like you could literally go on ebay right now type in iccc and stuff comes up <laughs> like for me that's a trip and i always tell people please sell your stuff on ebay make your money back for your tickets i don't care but uh i don't know it's just i don't know man for somebody like so, me, a nerd like i'm me, gonna feel like a dirtbag if i take a bunch of iccc swag and start scalping it on ebay dude, i don't know I, maybe i, I should maybe people. i should no man uh -uh. i always tell them everybody and and a lot like of are you done with that hand sanitizer yeah <laughs> Are you using your ICCC napkin? The gold coins, I'm going to show you. I have a purple hat my wife's only wore once, so, you know. It's gonna Put it on eBay. Coins. I know. Highly collectible. Let's grade it. Let's see, ask you grade it. Oh, there you go. Hat. You can only earn the gold coins, right? So there's gold Ooh. ones and there's silver ones. The silver is the regular. The gold. How do you earn it? Really How do you earn it? You work for ICC Con, or you dedicate your time, or you give time, effort. There's a leadership team of 15 people. I am not alone doing this. Um, there's somebody that handles everything that you see. Yeah. It's, uh, so these people, they get the gold coins and these gold coins from the first year, the first year ones are They're going dated. for 150 bucks a piece. Wow. And I tell them to sell them cause it's like, dude, sell them. So what, as long as uh, it's cool for you to sell it. Yeah. Or maybe they wanted to, you know, that's, it seems like a nice thing, yeah. but either way, the they lose. either way they win, either way they win. Sucks. So what? how much 150 bucks for the original hat, the, uh, the one that says Imperial Commissary with the red and the Dude, black. that's bonkers. Wow. wow. Bonkers, man. Yeah. And the hats, wow. now I only do 50 ever, and they sell out three minutes now. Wow. And then they're man. worth more on the secondary market immediately. And it's that, like a, I think, is... We can't give away CES hats. Are you kidding me? We can't <laughs> give them away. You can you you can give away a uh, I Love uh, Chris Whitlock shirt, though, apparently. Or I Love Sprinkles shirt. <laughs> you can. Yeah, that, that, that's the more popular one, for yeah. sure. Your logo is a good logo. The CAS logo, that triangle thingy, or whatever it is. You know the the circle, we have no triangle. The circular no coin, the CAS kind of a. Ours would make it's a good a, coin. Circle or a rectangle? I see you so I can give you a scat. Circle or rectangle? No, no triangles. <laughs> no, no, no triangles. I'm going to watch. 
and I'm going to post it on the IC, and I'm going to be like, look, look, Ross doesn't even know. Maybe, maybe, are you talking about the uh, the the cast army? Maybe that one. Yeah, that's a triangle, right? Trying to help him out. Yeah, not a, no, that's not not a triangle. Not a what triangle. is it? No, no. <laughs> Shenanigans. I it's a parallel. I think it's a parallelogram. I was about to say parallelogram. I was about to say that. Trapezoid. <laughs> it's a trapezoid, guys. Pay attention. I didn't go to no Pay attention. school. I don't know what that means. I got yeah, your compass and protractor. Welcome to CAS presents Geometry for Dummies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Five facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Pythagorean yeah, theorem: a squared plus b squared equals. <laughs> I like that logo, man. It reminds me of the Lily Letty one, how it's all mushed up. I like that. That's awesome. Oh man. Hey, so who are Chris? I'm sorry if I, if this is on the agenda and I'm skipping, but who are the big guests uh, that people can look forward to for signing and meeting? Uh, every guest is big, but no. Let me look here. I'll pull it up. I'll tell well, you them all. What do you think? There's even one that nobody knows about. You want to hear about it? He's not a Star oh, Wars. Is, is this uh, an exclusive? An exclusive. Passion, passion for collecting exclusive. Look at that. If, wow. if I can find the sheets. Hold Breaking on. news. If it's Breaking Chris news. Whitlock. <laughs> if it's Chris Whitlock, Chris I will Whitlock be autographing you. So. Yeah, you didn't hear, man? I have you doing a three-hour panel alone. Okay. That would not be a problem at all. That's so. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, challenge accepted. This is not a problem. At the pool, man. Yeah. He's, he's going to recreate the fight scene at the end of Karate Kid 1. Exactly. For three hours. For three yeah. hours. We got uh, three Boba Fetts because I'm trying to grow my Boba Fett army. So we got Daniel Logan, who is Baby Boba Fett. Uh, we got Mark Anthony Austin, who is Boba Fett from the uh, special editions. Yep. And then we have uh, Dickie Beer, who is Boba Fett from the 77 back. Hey. Nice. Wondering. Wow. But uh, he did pretty much all the scenes in the desert. Um, then we have Jeffrey Cantor, who you might not know, but from Daredevil. Well, you guys do CIS. He's great definitely, right? Je yeah, he's, so. yeah, he's definitely a name um, for sure. And then uh, we got Stephen Constantino, who's a sweetheart. He played a Grammarian guard. I think you guys know him. Yeah. Uh, yep. Jim Swearingen, who you may or may not know. I don't know. But... Oh, we know him. We know him. <laughs> I have an embarrassing Jim Swearingen story, too. Funny. I'm like wait. all sitting with Jim Swearingen stuff covered in our wall. So, yeah, we better know who he is. Yep. Um, then we got Kim Simmons, of course. Uh, the man nice. who shot Skywalker. Got some pictures of him. Kim's great. Uh, we have Larry Kenny, Thundercats, and Silver. That's a good get. Which Ooh. is cool. So, that's Lion O, you know. Yeah. yeah. All is, that stuff. Is he a voice actor or is he part of the process of toy making? No, no, no. Voice, voice actor. He, okay. he was lion and like eight other things in the Thundercats. He was nice. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa huh? Bird. Oh. He was, uh, what else was he? Uh, Silverhawks. You remember Silverhawks? Oh, yeah. The Cowboys oh, yeah. With the wings that flew in yep. space because that's normal. But uh, he was like <laughs> most of their voices. Uh, Bluegrass or whatever. Remember the yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, Tom Clark, who's really cool. He did the marketing for Kenner way back in the day. Um, so he was, I believe, I'm, don't quote me on the dates, but I think it was 80 through 86 or something like that, or 79 through 86, where he made most of the TV commercials that we remember. He wrote uh, a book too, didn't he? What's that? He's an author too, isn't he? Did he write a book recently? I don't think so. I think that's where I might know him. Well, I think he's like a real estate dude now. Well, Chris okay. is very he's red. Like, you want to talk he's, to me about a very well read individual. Like, he's surprised how many of us love you, dude. <laughs> he does what? I'm sorry, what? What did you say, Ross? Oh, I didn't. I said nothing. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just no, sitting here silently listening. But the nice thing is, is that, like, so you're getting really diverse, too, with your, um, 
with your guest list. So, you know, like I've noticed like Power Rangers and, and stuff, yeah. which um, appeals to, I would say, the demographic that's just slightly younger than than us. Right. Right. So, you know, like like me, it's, it's Star Wars Masters Transformers. Right. And then like the, the it seems like the next generation was like, you know, your Ghostbusters mask. And um, then, you know, then you started getting into like your Power Rangers and that sort of thing. So, you know, you're, you're bringing in people that, uh, you, know, you could be a con promoter, man. I, I, yeah. All so I do what? is check off boxes, man. That's right. It. But so. uh, yeah, like exactly. You said all the 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 demographics there. You you want something for because as you said, I come to the con. I come with my wife and with my kid. So you know, maybe your wife likes I don't know a Power Ranger. No, right? No. And, so my, my wife, my wife kid? actually um, would split with you i don't know where she would come up with the money she would actually split um adam driver and if you um so i don't know what i don't know what adam driver costs but like that is her guy and and, and honestly it's her husband number three and so that's where that's all gonna start actually, all right, no, go adam driver man because i'm not gonna mess with you chris all right. well if, reconsider i would go thirds on that actually i'm a big uh, adam driver fan i think there he's very go. sexy very sexy. i think he's really really cool I don't know. He's been right. in a. He's been in I a ton Kylo of stuff. I think Kylo Ren is a really, really cool idea. I, th- I think. I think honestly, I think he was the best character in the the sequel trilogy. Oh. He was my favorite. And a really I good actor. BB-8 a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Play, but I mean, I thought it was a good droid. Yeah. Oh yeah. BB-8 was awesome. BB-8 was After good. Driving the ATST, that was weird. Now, yeah. Yeah. Between Gosh, so yeah, uh, of that. all the yeah. Disney droids, Sorry, him. <laughs> He and K2SO are like, you know, right there with... Uh... K2SO was great. Oh, he's so awesome. you can't make was that the, uh... K2SO because it didn't have the crawl. So you can't be Which the main street. Right. A... From uh, Rogue One. Rogue One, right, right, yeah. right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. He was so funny. He, yeah. he goes and he grabs Janerso Jim- and he throws her on the ground. He's like, you know, you, you're rescued. You know, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're hey, welcome. He had, he had the sass of 3PO, but the uh, the... The beef of IG-88. Right. right. The beef. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait. He was a beefy yeah. droid. Yeah, meathead. He's a meathead yeah. droid. Right. right. It was the, uh, the the connection between Chewbacca and Han Solo with Cassian Andor and K2SO. Yeah. K2SO was the big, you know. Tall, numbering yeah. And Cassian Andor was like, dude, he may as well just like jacked Han Solo for his outfit. Yeah, but, uh, I liked him, man. I thought that movie was awesome. That's going to be a great series, that Cassie and Andor series. Oh, That's going to be. Of which, speaking of Rogue One, we have Spencer Wilding coming, Darth Vader. So oh, cool! Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Um, that's that's going to be a nice one. Yeah, uh, Jimmy V also who plays R two D two now. Yep. He's R two. Um, we have Tracy Lynn Cruz, Justin Nimmo, and Michael Capon, and they are the three Power Rangers that are going to be coming. Nice. Um, so it's a white ranger, silver ranger, and yellow ranger. Um, I wonder. And then we have, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, keep, go going. Ahead. keep going. Keep going. No, I uh, have a question. John Pomeroy, uh, if you remember Secret and Nim or Land Before Time, he's the artist, the Disney artist that did those movies. Um, oh. he, he's even still working. He actually just finished on Space Jam Two. Uh, okay. Wow. Like last week or something. Um, then James Arnold Taylor, you know, James Arnold Taylor, uh, he's a voice actor, man. He does a billion voices, but he is Plo Koon, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Jack oh, cool. Sparrow, uh, like everything from Clone Wars and Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Wow. Big nice. Big Clone Wars. And then, uh, who else? Uh, 
Jimmy V, I said. Uh, the last one, which has not been announced yet, which I am announcing Friday, is going to be Greg Sipes. And here's the thing, Chris. Now, all of us go, who? Right. Now, here's the hook. He's not for our age group. He is Beast Boy from Teen Titans. Oh, okay. You see the O? So the there, is, there is the other demographic that we're trying to check. We're, we want to make it fun for the whole family. And in order to do that, you have to have people for everybody. So is he yep. 90s Teen Titans or is he Teen Titans Go? Like the he more... is literally every single time Beast Boy has ever talked ever. Really? Oh, That's awesome. awesome. I love that cartoon. Well, oh. Yeah. So for any of our audience that's listening, so Mike's just listed off a whole bunch of people, and, and obviously you can find these names all on the ICC um, page and on the website, on the Facebook page, on the website. Um, we're going to be doing, you know, so one of the things that CAS does is, uh, you know, if you get something signed there, we can witness it, and uh, we can actually bring it in and, 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 and case that up for you. And uh, he just listed about 50 characters that you may have action figures sitting in your... Um, in your closets and you're thinking, you know, like you want to get a set of power Rangers done, you know, this is the time, right? This is the first con that's had meaningful guests in over a year. And like, you just, I mean, that's a lot of really cool, you know, a lot of really cool. I mean, like, Obi-Wan, there's, you know, Plo you said there's a lot of action figures. There's, you know, going into Teen Titans and Power Rangers and, you know, a lot and lots of, uh, lots of, plastic that can get signed um well, it's a collector's convention so i really try i try to make the guest stars really like a toy you right know what i mean like if they have a toy i'm all about it right um, oh, three boba fats well and, and <laughs> that's so, just uh, my own personal issue <laughs> no but so so that's another so second year uh M mark austin right so oh. I, I i was doing uh room sales and uh he just walks right up to me and, and and that's another thing about ICC Con is that these people are very very approachable, right? Um, and th th they come up to you like he came up to me and we were talking. We talked for like forty five minutes. He instigated the conversation and we talked like just a, just a great guy, right? Great that was guy. so much fun. Um, I'll tell you a Mark Anthony Austin story. You want to hear something cool? Mark Anthony Austin is actually in real life. He is a phenomenal digital artist. He had, okay. had a part in about, if you go Google him, go on IMDb, look up Mark Anthony Austin. He has literally made about every single digital effects movie you could possibly think of since Casper. No really? Um, all the Marvel stuff, all the everything. He is like the guy that makes the dude jump through the thing into like the thing and then backflip out of the plane. And that's him. That's his thing. He's... Wow. Unbelievable, phenomenal digital artist. Never really talks about it. But um, he was a huge Boba Fett nerd, literal collector, Boba Fett collector. So he worked at the time he was working, I believe it was at ILM. And uh, he was doing digital effects for ILM. And they were going to shoot that scene in the special edition. Well, in his office, he had a ton of Boba Fett stuff everywhere. Because it's like any of our offices, we fill, look at our offices. Right. Um, so he had tons of Boba Fett stuff everywhere. They walked by one day and said, hey, man, you want to put on the Boba Fett outfit for today? We have to shoot a scene. So that's how he got to do it. He is a true Boba Fett nerd that uh, just happened to be working in the right place at the right time and got tapped to put the bucket on. That's which is awesome. the coolest thing ever, man. That's awesome. It'd be like somebody walking by my door and be like, you want to be Boba Fett today? And you'd be like, oh, there you go. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I asked him actually, did he get to keep any of the costumes? He's like, nope. 
<laughs> I wonder was oh, he was he about guy. was he about the same same height as Jeremy Bullock? Maybe that's why. Probably um, needed someone about the same height. The right height and was there kind of deal. <laughs> right. right time, right place. Yeah. You Are really you warm like body? That. Okay, sounds good. They're like you like Boba Fett, right? And he's like, yeah. And like you want to be him? And he's like, dude, it was so cool because I had all this Boba Fett stuff, and you know, so it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That, is that is absolutely very awesome. cool. It's a very that cool is- story. You know Dickie Beer? Here's another one. You know Dickie Beer that played Boba Fett, right? Yeah. He also played Barada. He also played Biker Scouts. He also played Stormtroopers. He also played Grammarian Guards. Now, here's the hook. His career has been over the past 55 years, and he has been a stuntman in literally like every single movie you could ever think of. He was literally crashing cars in Wonder Woman 2 a year ago. Wow. Like, that's how established and unbelievable how, Dickie how, old, how old of a guy is he? 70 years old. He's crashing, crashing cars and Wonder Woman too. Wow. Yeah. Go wow. check out Dickie Beer on IMDb at some time and you'll be like, that's the thing, man. Even with Mark Anthony Austin, I didn't realize the first time I had him that I don't know. Like he's every movie I've ever seen, he's been like in the credits. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Well, it's good. It's good for these guys to have a show like yours to go to and get some recognition too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's fantastic. And there's a lot of people that want to come see him. It's great. It's yeah. really great. Well, there's a lot of people too. I mean, it actually makes for a, a great opportunity, right? Because if you already have a Jeremy Bullock signed item, you're going to be able. You can pick up three other Boba Fett's at this show, right? Yeah. So if you have a poster or something, you know, you want to fill it out. I mean, you're getting like so of all of them, the only person you're going to be missing at that point is Tamora Morrison, right? So I mean, that's a that's right. a great yeah, that's a fair point. The yeah. truth, man, if they didn't have such rules over there, oh yeah, because I'm I'm close enough to him. It's just. Oh man! Next time, like, maybe next time. He's stuck on this quarantine thing, and it's just ah, uh, I, I don't know. But still, yes, maybe next time. Maybe next time. I got to keep collecting the Boba Fetts, right? Maybe next year I have four. Maybe next year I get five. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, there's only so many, you know. You just can't just start making them up, or we're gonna stop leaving you. So you'd be surprised, yeah. man. These things <laughs> popping up everywhere. You'd be surprised. They're going to have flashbacks in the new Boba Fett show. I don't know. And then there's number six. No, I don't know. Right, well, you never know. That's... I don't know anything like that. <laughs> hey, who vo- who voiced Boba Fett in the Clone Wars? Was that Daniel that was Logan? Daniel Logan. Oh, okay. I was trying to find another Boba Fett. Sorry. Yeah. No. Daniel Logan. That's awesome. No, I mean, it, it does. So, like, your guests are, you know, just they're very approachable. Um, I know um, even – and I and – I, I am so terrible with names, but the uh, the woman that you had from Back to the Future last time, you know, she was walking around. Notes. Yeah, very nice. She, I mean, just and, and so it's you know how sometimes you go to these cons and number one you can't get close to the people. And number two, you know, even if you do, you know, you they're they're polite enough to get like a um, you know, a, a picture with them that sort of thing. Sometimes they're just mingling. Yeah, you know. I mean, as some, uh, the the gentleman that played uh, Yak Face last time, he was going around taking pictures of. Is awesome. He feels so bad that he can't make it this year. Yeah, I mean, and, and everybody understands. I get but, it. But he even made these little patches that were so cool, man. And it's next like time, Yak Face playing yeah. a guitar in like some barn in Tennessee is I don't know. But he went around last time, table to table, and anybody they had a Yak Face asked yeah. if they wanted a picture with it. How cool is that? He is I mean, such and, a kind man. And tell real. me another con that does that. Zero. None. None. The thing is, is that's the difference between a corporate con and a fan con. Corporate cons, they have to put up the barricades and stuff because they're dealing with its business and very tight business. And they're afraid that somebody walking by 
may get a photo of Daniel Logan or something like that, and they lose 40 bucks. The thing that I realize that they don't seem to realize, and I may be completely wrong because I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> if somebody's going to walk by and just sneak a picture of a guest star or something like that, they probably don't have the money to afford the picture of the guest star. And what's wrong with them having a picture? What? So I don't put up the barricades and maybe it loses me $40 here and there, or $10 or whatever it is. But I think it makes it more of an experience. And as I it said, does. and I'm trying to make the experience, I'm not trying to make money. It's got to be immersive. So you can't have yourself pulled out of it with silly little things like that, I feel. No, but people come back to shows that they enjoy. And and there's a lot of memories that happen. You know, very like so in, in Detroit we have Motor City Comic Con and Lena Hetty who played Cersei Lannister Lannister was there. And they literally had a, a person in front of her area making sure you weren't taking pictures. Right. So at one point in time I put my, my, my daughter on my shoulders and she had my like cell phone and it was literally like a what? You know, like a quick sort of thing. That was a terrible blurry photo. But, you know, just because, and that's how it is. And that's what people are used to. And then you see something different, and it's very refreshing. Well, look, I, I, yeah. having, having been at your show, Mike, I think yeah. you absolutely set the tone. It's kind of what you were saying before. Everything kind of rolls from the top down. You know, you definitely care, and you don't have that corporate feel. You know, and it's it, it's good for someone to say it other than you. You said it, and it's absolutely true. Thanks. But I've been there, and you should hear someone else say it too. Um, it has that really special kind of indie feel yeah. um, that that comes from a caring place. That you want to put on that show, and and it really resonates throughout everything. And I've really enjoyed myself the times I've been there. Thanks, so, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot, man. Not every day you you know you're doing the right thing, you're doing a good job, and yep. uh, I don't know, man. It's you, Ross. <laughs> when I first came into this thing, you were like so cool with your u-grade thing no u-grade shirt yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh this guy man and i don't know for you to say something like that i appreciate it more than you can know it's it's true really it's good. true bud it's true thanks well so now we've been talking for a bit well, here corny chris yes. take us out of this all right yeah so actually well we've been talking for for a bit here and uh you know I, there are probably other things people want to talk about but mike why don't we give you like just a few minutes to just kind of say you know because People know of the show, but like, what what's the 2021 ICC going to look like, and what can they expect? Like, kind of send us out with, you know, how great it's going to be. Yeah, sure. Um, there will be masks, of course, but that's okay because we can still have fun with them. Uh, there's going to be a pool. There's going to be a bar. So if you want to go into the con and uh, walk around, we will have one-way directionals. Um, so that way, we just have to follow the path, which is totally fine. You're still going to get to see and do everything. Um, we have so many cleaning supplies and stuff like that but we also have so many vendors and we have so many uh cosplayers coming and there's cosplay contests and there's a video game contest with tons of 70 inch tvs and still working on a playstation 5 if i can wrangle one i'm going to give one away um yeah, worst nice. case scenario it'll be a couple nintendo switches and some 70 inch plasmas or leds or whatever they make them out of now uh still pretty so awesome that, yeah that'll be cool man um we're also going to have new this year we have uh Oh, shoot, and I can't remember his name off the top of his head. Uh, he made a really cool playing card game that is only vintage Star Wars figures. So he's going to be releasing that there. We're also wow. going to be releasing the uh, IC Armory there. We also have uh, numerous panels that are by both movie stars, guest stars, stuff like that. Tons of trophies, tons of prizes. There's a cosplay trophy. We have droid builders who have tons of droids that are going to be there. More droids than I've ever seen are coming this year. Um, 
It's really, really exciting. And uh, Tennessee Ghostbusters, who have always been awesome. We got Star Trek folks that cosplay. Uh, I believe the Georgia Collectors have a group. Kentucky has a group. Somewhere else has a group. The Star Wars Swag Celebration Swag Crew or Swag, they're all coming. Um, they have a table. It's it's really neat to see people putting in the time and effort on their side. I, I know you guys have seen me through these four years and you've seen me the first year it was me pitching it everywhere till everybody's brain was going to explode about how much i was going to say it but this year it's more here's the guest star that's going to be released and then i get to let people talk about it and that's really neat to see that change and uh but why are you going to come why are you going to enjoy it it's going to be safe first and foremost it's going to be somewhere where you can hang out with your friends do something fun, maybe play a contest, maybe wear that Mando armor that's been sitting in the corner of your room for the past year and a half and interact with your friends. I mean, Zoom is wonderful. Things like this are wonderful. All the different things we can do on video with tech is wonderful, but there will never, ever, ever be a replacement for giving Ross Barr a big hug and pink shirts. <laughs> I drink to that. <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's, I do. that's what we're going for. I do right? love a Haven's hug. Not going to lie. It, baby. do love <laughs> a Haven's hug. Yeah. Well, so just I... wraps you up. He just wraps <laughs> you up and keeps you, keeps you nice inclusive. and tight. <laughs> so it's good. April 9th, 10th, and 11th, it's the first con. 16th, 17th, 18th, but you're close. <laughs> wow. the, pro- the professor got it wrong? Get wow. out of town. I have it written down. Well, you know what? So I thought it was my daughter's birthday weekend. It's after. So 16th, 17th, and 18th. Huh? Cool, man. How do you that's amazing. How to do that's that? Amazing. How do you like wow! that? That is outstanding. <laughs> this is live. That was not edited. That is nope. live. That is <laughs> live. <laughs> All right, 16th. I was like, find that, find that, find that. I want to use this program yes. now. That was awesome, man. Uh, 16th, I suspect we'll see that again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the the only show in town, the biggest show coming out of probably the, the the craziest time of our lives. And man, I cannot wait. I cannot That's wait. Awesome, brother. And I'm telling you, hearing that from people and hearing people really looking forward to it and having something to look forward to, that's been the biggest problem of this past year and a half. As horrible as this virus has been, it's been the people, man, the people, the loss, the disconnect, the society. It's... I don't know. So we need to get back to it. As Coming back. Can, as Coming safe back. As we, can, we got to. Cheers. Move forward. Move yeah. forward. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Computers are only kind of fun. Now I'm bored of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, if anybody wants to find you or find out information, we should have you give oh, your... Uh... So Set it what... all off. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. You're going to find the website at icnashville.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, social media, anywhere at ICCC Nashville. You can find us on Facebook at IC Collectors Con. You can also find us anywhere at all by searching the hashtag ICCCON. Um, so I will see you soon. I'll see you in the segment, right? You want me to hang out and talk yep, about yep. this? Yeah, we're going to. Break so off and then we're gonna. Awesome. If I don't see the folks watching, um, I will see you in April, April 16th through 18th. I Cannot wait. You. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Thanks guys. I Thanks, appreciate Mike. it. For the rest of you that are sticking around for the podcast, uh, we're gonna segue into Investors Corner. All right, folks. Now this is 
Investors Corner. This is a segment of the program where we look at the hobby for more of the investment side. And what we typically do here is we look at the top 15 eBay sales for the previous month. So this previous month was February and there were some doozies. Um, as usual, Star Wars has a tendency to uh, to dominate the list, but there is a, a couple of surprises on here. And um, it, it's really kind of amazing uh, how other markets are really starting to grow here. Um, but as a, a a grading company uh, we get a lot of these higher-end items and so you see a lot of people that are are people buy for fun but they also buy because they know there's gonna be a return on your investment and, and chances are a lot of these things were purchased for um, we'll just say significantly less than what they sold for last month so with that I will get started with number 15 on the list and it is a Star Wars item um, number 15 is Kenner Star Wars 1978 uh, TIE Fighter. It's the white version, mint in sealed box. It's graded a near mint plus 85. Uh, this was released in 1978 in Kenner's first wave of vehicles. It was re later released in blue with battle damage stickers. Um, it sold for a best offer of $6,999.99. I don't believe that. How is that possible? Is that, is that realistic? Get out of here. It's, it's got to be the grade. Hey, if anybody yeah, ever questions. That's a high grade. That's a high grade. But look, I remember when you could get those for two grand, 2500 right? um, yeah. And when I say I remember, that was like a year ago, two years ago. Right. I, yeah. I just think I that think high. Nuts. Well, high grade stuff, you know, it's, you know, when you start. Oh, goes back to ICC Con last year. So I talked to David Deans and we talked about this, right? So when you look at uh, collectible toys, we say, um, like, we, we kind of came up with this thing where, like, um, an 80 is a collector's grade and an 85 is, like, investor's grade. And when you start getting into the 85, 90s, all of a sudden you see prices starting to hit the stratosphere a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the grade speaks to this, you know? That's why poor people like me collect 75s. 75 <laughs> is a poor man's grade. <laughs> Hey, it's still nice no looking. It's still nice it's looking. Got a little but... bit of vintage on it. it yeah, good. it's Monet. It looks good from a distance, yeah. right? That's from uh, Clueless. So, but no, I think that's an amazing number. Um, what what my my tough thing to wrap my head around is how do you complete a set of that? Is in terms of all the six original Star Wars big How do you ever get a complete set I mean, of, of, of Tie Fighters? Yeah. Or everything like or all the original oh, vehicles 85 oh, would yeah, be impossible yeah. i think there was a either an 80 or 85 falcon that went on hakes for 10 grand well there right? was um and and i don't have the number offhand um because uh, anthony and i are going to actually do a um a hakes edition from this auction that i did two weeks ago there was a special edition um or not, there was a a land speeder that came with an R2 and 3PO American edition, but it had the sticker came with an R2 and 3PO and it went for over 10 grand. I maybe like 17,000. It was like, a special, that was a special edition, a special offer. No, it was a special, special offer. offer. Right. Special so, offer. Yeah, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission. Tough. I'm on a mission to have a boxed complete set of vehicles, but I don't care if some of them are forties. I really don't care. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. if you're, if your standards is 85, you mean, come on. Yeah. If you have it, that's fine. That's, but... the beauty, that's the beauty of our hobby. You know, there's there's guys and girls that are going to collect only 85s and have the means to do that. There's mm -hmm. people that are going to collect the beater 40s that you couldn't ever grade because they're not even 40s, right? Right. right. And that's why we don't you grade, though, because there's still people who want those things. Right, mm -hmm. right. But there's something for everyone in this hobby, which is great. Right. 
Now, number 14, and I, I'm going to get to this afterwards because, um, you know, I'm a Star Wars guy, and uh, we have some um, other high sales that are just um, creeping in on our, 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 our old stopping grounds, right? So number 14 is Mattel Masters of the Universe 8-Back Series 1 Man-at-Arms. It's a red dot on the helmet version. It's again, it's another 85, so in the Air Mint Plus 85, it's punched. Clear Bubble has warranty text on the back. Um, they had an asking price of $9,999 and sold for $7,900. Folks, Star Wars 12 backs don't sell for that much. What happened? <laughs> That's some, some do, but is there a significance to that red dot? That I don't know. Ross, so, you know? interestingly, interestingly, our, our good friend. Uh, Josh Van Pelt is just putting up the finishing touches on his uh, five facts about Masters of the Universe eight packs. So we'll see. We'll see if he goes into it. Now the warranty versus non-warranty. Um, I can't recall which one is rare or not. The red dot. I honestly don't know. But um, you know, you would expect a He-Man or a Skeletor clear bubble um, in that high grade condition to be that high. A Man at Arms. That's that's a very high, very high uh, price tag for that. Um, but again, it's hard to find a clear bubble, and it's it's like everything else with an auction. Two people got to want it, you know. Well, yeah, and this was um, this was actually sold best offer. So something they were asking. Oh, that, sorry, best yeah. offer. Never so, mind. All right, so yeah. totally ignore what I just said. Yeah. So somebody stupid. came in with with eight grand and said, "Hey, I'll give it to you." Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Clear bubble information was good, man. Yeah, that does so, and that matters, and and that's one thing. If um if you're newer to some of the high end stuff, so people like things to get as close to original as possible. So you know, you look at Clear Bubble is one, Unpunched is two, No Price Tag is three. So those are things. So that that um don't none of those things change the grade of the, the item, but it changes the desirability of an item. So it's sometimes. Let me ask you this: Do you guys think if it was unpunched and didn't have that price sticker, it would have gone for the ten grand? If it was unpunched and didn't have the price sticker, it would probably yeah. go higher. Yeah, it would probably go higher, I would think. I mean, it would be more desirable. I, I think that there yeah. are – you know people, how it goes. There are yeah, people, there's people that collect unpunched only. Yeah. Right. I know yeah. guys that do fully unpunched runs, mm -hmm. yeah. which, right. again, for me, that didn't never really mattered. A lot of work. Um, <laughs> a lot of work. It is, man. You know how yeah. long it takes to hunt something like that? Yeah, that's true. You know that's what's true. funny? So I actually have a, a, an unpunched run of uh, Return of the Jedi figures. So all the so sixty five yeah. through, and it took me three years. You know, you you can go. I can go on eBay right this minute, and I can put together a Jedi set. But if you want a mint debut card, you know, unpunched, like graded eighty or better, it took me three years. That's yeah. how hard that is. So when you start getting into the upper echelon, it it, it is definitely. Different that, world. That's also Chris Whitlock on his phone constantly for three years. So that would be what? ten years for most other people to pull it together. Right. I'm, a, I'm also thinking of all the arrows I'm about to edit go into your head right now, going Star Wars snob, overachiever, <laughs> overachiever, too good for us. Right. So this way. Uh, your head's you're over here. Oh, right your unpunched collection, Chris. <laughs> So impressive. Mr. Unpunched. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you can definitely tell by talking to me, I'm very much an elitist. So, you know, very, very snobby, not very approachable, you know. So, <laughs> no, but it took a very long time. And that's a, that's a very affordable run. There were a lot of figures that were under 100 bucks, but it's just hard to find. Yeah, and, so, and, and Ross was actually has a more hit on the head. It's literally never put my phone down. So, eh, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, I know. 
<laughs> I know. Hey, you're sort of my boss, so I guess if anybody wants to yell at me for it, it would be partner. You. We're partners. <laughs> yeah. There's no bosses here. Partner. True. 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 Um, so number thirteen, we're sticking with Masters of the Universe. Um, this is uh, number thirteen is Mattel Masters of the Universe, another eight back series one He Man. This one is only graded eighty. Um, it is punch, but with a clear bubble again with the warranty. And this one was a buy it now for seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Um, ninety nine bucks more than the Men at Arms. Now this is an eighty, not an eighty five, but right. Um, I think that's about right for the price of what you expect for for that He-Man. Frankly, you're seeing those sell for a bunch, and, and who if those red that red dot may be a big and so comment below if the red dot is significant. One of the best things for me about doing this segment, and actually really for all of us, is it's forcing me to learn a lot more about other genres that I liked but don't know the specifics on, like I do Star Wars, right? So I'm learning, like I. I literally two days ago learned that there was a such thing as a red dot man at arms. Now I wanted to find out more about it. So that's one of the beautiful things. It's, it's, this is almost like uh, me studying for my job at CAS. I'll tell you, I literally found out right now as you're recording this that there are Masters of the Universe figures that go over a grand. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it, it, and actually, Mike, that it's that's one of those lines that exploded overnight. Yeah. Like, like I, I would bet you if you took a time machine two years ago, like, yeah. well, so I bought a cheap, what's his name, Rio Blast, and, and it's a beater. Like, I actually had him um, archived because it, I wanted to show people that we archived things. This was that beat. Um, and I paid like 75 bucks for it, mint on card. And I'll bet you it's a $300 figure as it is right now. Wild. And yeah. it's beat. It's beat. It folded in half. You know? <laughs> well, you know what? You know what happened? I think it's been a, a little bit longer than that, maybe two, three, four years, but. You know, as, as Star Wars prices started going up, a lot of people that were only hardcore Star Wars collectors started branching out into G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe. And so, right. you know, the additional demand put additional price pressure on that. And um, the economy is doing well, too, and that, that didn't hurt. So, and, well, you and know, the people... there's a lot more money in younger people as well. Yeah. That's coins and the crypto and stuff like that. And they need yep. something to spend it on. Right. That's right. I, I do think there's something to be said, though, for this is. This is there's nothing um, extraordinary about this He-Man, right? It's an eighty. There's no uh, special variation involved here, but it, it's yeah. his debut card, I would assume. I don't know, uh, M, you know, uh, Master of the Universe, but an aid back. So He-Man would be it is. our. That is the that is the debut. Okay, that would be like our Luke, right? So right. You, right. So you know, uh, an eighty, eighty uh, farm boy Luke on a twelve back A. Um, it's it's not going for eight grand. Not it's, not even. Well, no, I, no. I mean the thing the the thing is the He-Man is much rarer than a twelve back Luke. Oh, it much is rarer. Okay, and to find it with a clear bubble, impossible. Okay, so it would oh, be okay. like the so equivalent it's like of an a or something. <laughs> it's like a DT. I would I would call it like a DT Luke card. No, but you right? know, like the it's, Emperor is always right? that yellow yellow bubble. And okay, so right, yeah. So Masters Mas of the Universe. That, it's usually, that, yeah. yeah. So Motu is plagued by yellow bubbles just as much as say Jedi yeah. or Power of the Force. All right. So so taking Mike's analogy further, right? The the Emperor has a big bubble, right? So there's more surface area, more bubble to be yellow. Masters uh, of the Universe have a big stinking bubble. Right. right. So finding okay. finding a clear, especially the earliest series, yeah. is very Tough. difficult. And you know, it just looks a lot nicer with a clear bubble. Is it worth two X because of that clear bubble? Especially yeah. when it could Beauty's change. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah, and that. So for any of the audience that's listening, just so you know, like I have no problem with anybody paying a premium for a clear bubble, but know that there's no guarantee it's ever going to stay clear. 
There's not, but at the same time, too, people say that all the time. But for a clear bubble that has stayed clear this long, you could also make an yeah. argument if it stayed clear this long, it's going to stay clear. Right. Also, I also saw some article once that they actually broke down the percentage, or at least of those that were graded bubbles that turn yellow, and like say Power of the Force, for example. Yeah. Don't quote me on the actual number, but it's something in the '90s. There are 90 percent of Power of the Force. I believe it. Bubbles, and you know. If you looked at the percentage of the other lines, if it hasn't happened, it's probably not going to. If you keep right, it yeah. in, in a safe environment. Yeah. Yeah, shoot. You couldn't. I, I bet you a Tri logo with a yellow bubble would sell for more money. Right? Something like that. So, yeah. The, Don't go peeing on your Tri logo bubbles, people. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, because some Don't of us that. have to handle them once you. Uh, yeah, uh, not me, but. Yeah, custodians. We, we have st- yeah, custodians we have st- of the hobby. People. So, <laughs> um, so we actually have a tie for number 11, so we don't have number 12. And, and this one is super sweet. <laughs> um, I, I, I gave a lot of detail. Um, so this is uh, number 11 is Mattel, Major Matt Mason, and Barbie. It's a store display, right? So it's not graded, but it looks near mint. Um, so you actually have the actual Major Matt Mason and Barbie glued to this display. And it's uh, 25 by 13 and a quarter inches. Um, it was a promotion run by it's like a funny face comic strip, which must have been a comic strip back in the sixties. Um, it was intended as a store promotion, and um, and and this is this is a sign of things, right? So um, it was gender specific. So yeah, uh, twenty five hundred boys would win the major Matt Mason, and uh, twenty five hundred girls would, uh, would win a a Barbie, a Barbie house in an evening costume. And the kids were asked to color a comic strip um, from a removable sheet and then um, send it in. So this is a just a piece of cardboard with toys glued on it that was supposed to be a toy display, a, a store display that has stayed mint since, uh, what was it, 1960? So in 1960s, mid-1960s. It's like, holy cow, right? Um, and that sold... Um, for a buy it now of nine thousand dollars, and Chris Whitlock bought it. Yeah, well, you know, I love my Barbies. You know, I could see it though, man. Look at that; it's a very nice store display. I mean, or not a store display, but like a salesman sample or something like that. It, it was a store display, so it was a contest, yeah. is what it was. So That's cool. I think it's cool, man. I mean, it's definitely not my focus. But they both do have clear bubbles. Too. I thought you were a Max Mason Barbie collector. I don't even know Mike. what Max Mason is. To be Matt honest. Mason? Yeah, I don't you know, know what Matt Mason is. I'm going to say, I did, I did not know what Matt Mason was until I watched a CAS Roadshow. It was uh, Chris Whitlock live, I think, from Joe Fest. It was uh, Kentuckiana. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, back in yeah. August. And, and a gentleman, yeah, turned in a. I mean, beautiful mint on card. <laughs> you know, it's like. 1960s figure. It was yeah. awesome. It was. I'm gonna put a link. I'm gonna put a link to that, right there. Yeah, well, and and (laughs) it was uh, from Mattel went out of the way with it, and you know, with its um, articulation. So Matt Mason, if you look at like at the at the shoulders and at the um, the elbows, has this sort of like a springy material. So he's actually has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points of articulation on a on a six inch action figure from the mid 1960s. And they were like bendable joints. It was sort yeah. of like having uh, pipe cleaners in them, right? All right? Yeah. I paid attention. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, if you searched Matt Mason, and I guess it's some random country singer from Nashville. Oh, I there you go. <laughs> what is it from? Is it a cartoon? It was I like an ast- he was like an astronaut, right? Yeah, yeah I, I I think similarly to GI Joe at the time, it was a um, 
It was just a a toy line. I think every character is like like GI Joe. Every GI Joe is Joe, right? Every yeah. every character is Major Matt Mason, and it's just him in different um, space outfits and different space exploration things. It was just one of those you know '60s space lines at the time. That, that's cool, Major Matt Mason. It's yeah. actually a really neat toy, and yeah, the articulation is awesome because it's like a spacesuit with the. Yeah. Were he and Barbie a thing? Did they like get down with each other? Oh, don't tell Ken. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess in the sense that like their, their scales a little off. So like you know, if size, uh, I'm not gonna go there. But uh... in the 60s, they were making a lot of like uh, Land of the Giant Women movies and stuff. Right. Ooh, That's a onset sneeze. Sorry about that. That's right. <laughs> God bless you. Thank but you. But yeah, definitely. I mean, th that is a store display that survived, and that is just something we're seeing so um so hefty next, price tag hefty price tag yeah but but cool right it is, it cool. is cool i it mean like cool. it's probably a one of one oh you know what i just googled and it's not there is actually a blonde barbie variant wow so whoever that poor person is that just spent nine g's has to divvy up another nine to get the <laughs> get the variant it's gonna be a completist we all have a sickness Yes, it is, it is terrible. <laughs> and and their sickness cost them a um, entry level new car. So, <laughs> so wow. Yeah, if you if you add the two together, eighteen grand. That's yee. My that's... first two cars cost less than that Barbie. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Same here. But you know what I found, and I found this a little bit interesting. So I, I do a lot of different searches to try to come up with this list, and I put in Barbie, and I don't see Barbie selling for you know you can see some that are in the two thousand one thousand range, but you don't see them. He-Man kind of range, you know, right. Transformers kind of range. So, you know, just kind of, I, I you are you know. saying, are you saying bye Barbie? Tell you, yeah. You might want to start picking some up. Yeah. So Heard it here first might folks. be your time. <laughs> so, um, the number 11, also the, the tie is a, uh, G one series one Optimus prime mint and seal box. Again, it's, um, near mint plus 85. The auction says straight line version, and I could not find any info on what straight line is. And I know there are some variations for the original Optimus Prime. There's, you know, the rub sticker versus no rub. I think there were rubber wheels versus plastic. I don't, does anybody know what the straight line is specifically? And I guess we'll, we'll get to the price. So there's an asking price of 11000 and it sold for 9000 So, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, but it is a truck and a robot. And it is like so. Right now, in the in the collectibles market, it's the the goats that are selling for the stuff, right? You know, your LeBrons, your Michael Jordans, your Mickey Mantles, and let's just say Optimus Prime is the Mickey Mantle of of yeah. Transformers, right? Like, I think the, it's a heck of a box, and with all the fake Transformers and stuff that they've made over the years, I mean, that's got to be really hard to find in that condition with an Optimus, right? Sealed. Yeah. And, and and spoiler alert, we do have an even cooler one coming up, because uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the straight line is. Uh, you know, it's interesting too. I don't. I mean, there's got to be a ton of transformer collectors. They always have very strong. Price. What do you say, Anthony? Say it. Go ahead. Mike. Mike is googling straight line Optimus Prime. There he is. There he is. I will tell you. <laughs> I, I try. I tried to find. You know, like go through some variations. There's a ton, but you know. Yeah. They must have a very strong market, though. Transformers always sell, in the the high grade ones sell very Big high money. all the yeah, time. Yeah, last month, Chris, last month we had uh, one of the uh, Decepticon jets sold yeah, really Ram high. Jet. 
Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a generation two, right? That's great. So... Yeah, graded ninety. Yeah, G one oh, series two. Yeah. Series two. There's okay. a there's a lot of Asian collectors of um, Transformers as well, and they're very picky, from what I understand. We you know we tried to get into grading a lot the Transformer, um, and the, the people that collect them are very integrating, and mm. you know tiny little defects on a on a box will turn. The, you know the the upper collectors of those away so right um they're very much a, a collector pool that are very much integrating um so especially sealed stuff although they look spectacular uh, loose <laughs> yeah, really, yeah they do i even have a couple of them in my room and i stay away from like all other anything but star wars and i have an optimus prime i have a jet fire i mean they're just cool yeah, so a cool I have a, toy they are cool they really toy. were they really were. They, they kept me into toys probably long past when I should have been out of toys. But Transformers had me well into middle school, so I'm not 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 ashamed to admit that. Hey, we still <laughs> love you. We still right. love you, Chris. All right, so number right. ten, um, boy, this is one that I I wish I was in the market. Like, I'm in the market for. I wish I had the money for it because this is probably about as cheap as I'm ever going to find one. Um, number ten is Kenner Star Wars 12 back A vinyl cape Jawa. It's graded um, EX plus near mint seventy five. Uh, the card and bubble were were both eighty fives, and the fit the figure got a seventy because of the, a discolored cape. Um, it's unpunched, clear bubble, no price tag, and it sold in an open auction for nine thousand and ninety nine dollars. Ross, I could have yeah. bought one of those from you. Well, no, so I could have bought Jeff Walters bought yours from you. The sixty. Yes, and I could have bought that for six grand like two or three years ago, and I passed. Yeah, I, I sold it to him. I sold him fifty five hundred. What man? more recent than that? You said what, Mike? I think I sold the vinyl cape Jawa for six grand more recent than that. Whoa! Yeah. See, see the issue with this one, right? And I think a lot of them, and why I, I don't regret selling my vinyl cape Jawa. We talk about bubbles turning. Those Whoa. capes that have turned right in eighty five. That's a twelve, thirteen thousand dollar figure. All of a sudden becomes, and that's still a strong price for a discolored cape. And I would never pay that. I would the never pay that. The sketchy thing is, is they are turning currently. It's yeah. not like the bubble yeah. right. where they haven't turned in 40 years. It's like happening now. Yeah. yeah. So Same with the Tuscans, too. You start yeah. seeing them on the right. Tuscan 12X. Um, so th this is... I guess here's my philosophy though with, with the vinyl cape Jawa, right? Yeah, I'm a Star Wars guy. You can see I have a, a nice Star Wars collection. And I think I have like one of anything that like people would talk about except one of these and this is sort of like in a sense like the honus wagner because um if if you ask somebody that knows nothing about star wars it's they're like oh yeah that's that like if you get that jawa with the plastic cape that's the rare it's like that's like the key piece that people outside the hobby know right more so than a power of the force nick doe or uh you know yeah but look at I, I after having owned a couple myself it's also one that's not nearly as rare as people think that it is. No, right? It's very attainable piece. There's a lot of them out there. Um, I tend to think that it's overpriced for what it is. Right? You know, it, it, may, it may be the Honus Wagner. It may be the you know the the whatever. Fifty two mantles. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's another great analogy. Because there's um, a lot of them, but everybody wants it. So I sold. I have owned two. I sold them. I don't miss them. Really? I don't think. I don't think my collection's missing without one. Um, but it is a, still a great piece. It's a great piece too. It's yeah, awesome. that that Russian roulette factor of will it turn? Right, scares me. that's that's what turned me off. Honestly, so, that's what turned me off. But my thing is that like at the seventy, you already know it's discolored. So like you've you're committed to that, and and that's yeah, to me. 
but someone still paid ten what, grand. What was the oh, nine grand. Yeah, nine thousand. That's bonkers. Do you That's, think that that kind of stuff happens because people might not know something? But if you're paying you a grand and you don't know, you don't know. That's couldn't you find one for ten grand that wasn't discolored right now? No, hundred. I think you could. You uh, could really because I, I have could, not yeah. seen it. And, and, and this is what I'll say too. Like in going back to because I've had this discussion with collectors saying that people don't know. That is exactly why we grade. So you look at those grades and there's three subgrades, right? You see uh, yeah. this thing looks perfect, right? You see eighty five, eighty five, seventy. You see. And, and you should, if you're, especially if you're spending $9,000 on a toy, you should say, what happened? Why did that figure get a 70? That 70 directs you right to the figure, right? That's where the problem lies. Yeah. So that's really one of the advantages of, of grading is, is it tells a story. Yeah. So. I have actually a perfect example of that right here on my floor. You guys just sent this one back to me. And it's a great example. Everything in here, the bag's got 85. Oh. But the thing is, is the box got a low grade, but it is missing a side of it. Do you know what I mean? Which right. makes sense. So that mm. tells you when you look at the label, it's like the bags did good, the figures did good, the box did bad. So all you got to do, that's the great part about grading labels, is they force you to look at what's wrong. Right. It just tells you. It right. makes it a lot easier, man. Well, it really does because let, let's say let's say you have two of them right next to each other, right? And then I'm and you have you know one is you know fifteen hundred dollars less than the other, you know, it's very very easy to tell by looking at that label what's the difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. So all right, number nine, we're back to Masters of the Universe. Um, is uh, Mattel Masters of the Universe eight back series one Maybe. Skeletor? This one is graded near mint eighty. Um. It has the um, front painted boots, which um, that's another thing that I'm, I'm hoping comes up in that 101. Like, is there a back painted boots? There um, is. Yeah, but, that was the first version. But eight back, like, is it on an eight? Like, where does that variation change? I, bu I believe it. I believe it does. I think it has both the front and back. But Josh will probably tell us. I probably hope. Tell us. I hope. I believe so. I believe it. I believe it does. Um, so this one, honestly, this I'm glad this is the highest price of those those three that you showed. I think it's the best one. Skeletor is the best figure, right? That's a clear bubble too. Yep. Yeah. Clear bubble. I said, I, I can't see the whole picture on mine. I have unpunched. I don't know if it is or not. Um, cause, Why would um, you say it's unpunched if it's not, Christopher? Because you're the, I, you're the unpunched expert. I was probably, I was probably <laughs> answering a text. I was probably answering a text from Ross Barr and I was, you know, <laughs> filling this thing out. Um, but it sold for, uh, it was, they were asking 12,200 and um, sold for a best offer of 10,500. Wow. We had one of these last month, right? A front yes. painted boot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I really need to do. I need I should keep a running tally because um it would be nice to know if this was more or less than the last one to sort of see where it's trending a little bit, right? But I know it was definitely up there. Yeah. And another one sold pretty well at Hakes as well. We had uh, a couple of Hakes Motu stuff that uh we'll be talking about in our special edition for Hakes. Yeah, that's what's, again, at the end of the day, that's a lot of money for a production toy. That there, you know, that, that there exists a decent amount of examples of. Ross, we're only at number eight. <laughs> I know. I know. So, Get your popcorn uh, ready. But that's really. It's a rich man's game in many respects. But, you know, you're talking about all this stuff is graded, and this is really, it's our wheelhouse, right? This is what CAS does, and this is, this is where we specialize. And this is where grading kind of um, separates the men from, I hate to say it like that, but the men from the boys a little bit, right? I mean, you know, that Skeletor out of the package is probably, you know, 1500 bucks. You know, but with the grade in the package, it changes everything. 
I'm you know, just I think that's yeah. the perfect way to say it, though, men from the boys. And the reason why I say that like that is not that, you know, one thing is better than the other, but it tends to be, as you guys were saying, this is about investors. It tends to be investors yeah. that do these really high grades and these really, if you're just a nerd and your kid, you're trying to relive your nostalgia, you don't mind if there was a crease on that card. Right. When do you ever go to a KB and pull a card off the thing and it looks like an 85? Ne yeah. Never. No, so, and, and the thing is, is that like, and and so I have I have stuff in my collection that's graded a forty. I have stuff that I won't grade because it's it, I, I enjoy it, but it's very very low. But you know, the people that are spending you know like fifteen thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars on, on a Skeletor aren't the people who are saying is ah, I'm not really in it for the money. If if I lost everything tomorrow, I would no. These people are in it because you know they 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 see trends. They know that they're 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 tying their money up in something that they are at some point in time very likely expecting a return on. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, we're only at we're only at seven. <laughs> so, number eight is a, a really cool one. Um, it's one that you don't see very often. It's a Kenner Star Wars Sonic Controlled Landspeeder. It's graded near mint plus eighty five. Uh, it was a JC exclusive. It used an R two D two shaped remote and a and clicker technology to um change direction. Clicker technology actually used to help uh, change channels on TVs back when um. You know, back in the day, um, and it was a it was a unique land speeder sculpt. So it was actually made completely new for um, for this this toy, and it, um, they had an asking price of fifteen thousand dollars, and it sold for a best offer of twelve thousand five hundred dollars. And you know, with an eighty five, you know, you could I have opened up cases of stuff, and you you pull stuff out of brand new cases that aren't eighty fives. Yeah. So this you're talking creme de la creme, high end. Well, that's that's, that's easy to get too. Yeah, I was just gonna say the yeah. exact same thing. It's not easy to find, and then to find it in that condition, um, you know. Yeah, we we'll talk about our 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 guy or girl that collects that Tie Fighter that's an '85 to get another, you know, another one for the collection at an '85 for the Sonic Control right, Lance Speeder. These things in the same box, right? Right. 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 <laughs> and the thing is, is that twenty the, the grand right there. Right. But the TIE Fighter was actually available everywhere. And the, the, the um, what do you call it? The Land Speeder is only available in the one spot. So, like, that was it. You know, you just, you were very, very limited production it's on JC that. JCPenney, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, the next one is um, outstanding. And I absolutely love this. And I did not, I literally two days ago found out that this thing existed, right? So, um, number seven is from a company called Plasticos, which is um, a... I guess Mexican subsidiary of Hasbro, uh, Transformers Generation One Series One, Optimus Prime in Mexican packaging. Yow. So Billy is basically what Lily Letty, but for Transformers. So graded near mint plus eighty five. Um, the packaging is um, in Spanish. Um, it was actually sold in Canadian dollars. So, um, but I. Uh, um, Everything, all of the numbers I'm saying, I've actually done a, a currency conversion as of March 15th, 2021, yesterday. So if you guys are listening to this a few years from now, um, this, these numbers may be different. But they had an asking price of $16,000, and it sold for $12,832. I just want to comment that Chris Whitlock is the hardest working man in the toy grading business, <laughs> yeah, right? Like he's like, not only is he converted as of a date certain, he's essentially promised to continue to convert yeah. it for, you for, for people in perpetuity. <laughs> Right to keep the show current, we'll do we'll do updates every yeah. every month. Do, do a refresh. I grab my phone. 
Dude, you are you are amazing, Christopher. Well, I love thank you, you. So very much. I love it's you lab- so very much. It's a labor of love. Absolutely, yeah. I love it. No, it's a phenomenal doc that you're going through. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at that though. To be honest, I don't think that's expensive at all. I think that's actually cheap. Yeah, rare, rare, right? Cheap. I think it went cheap. Yeah. And the reason why is because anything vintage from Mexico like that, it's impossible. It's because, see, they don't have like us where we have, you know, basements for a thousand years where your grandma never throws out nothing. I mean, it's very tough to keep cardboard in that shape from Mexico. I've seen I've seen a Professor Ob sell for four grand. And Professor Ob, right? Right. No idea. And, and, And I would bet that like. There's one of there's a, one of these for every thousand Hasbro ones that are out there. I would say it's even more rare. I mean, man, I I go to Mexico a lot and I buy a lot of Mexico collectibles from vintage collectors in Mexico and it's not like it is in America where you walk into like the Cincinnati Toy Show and there's like Falcon 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 and you get to decide from the 35 Falcons which one you want. I've seen five Lily Letty Falcons for sale ever. Right. Do you know wow. what I mean? It's very rare and they're not beautiful in the I don't know. I think that's a heck of a piece and I think that person got a killer deal. Yeah, I so and I didn't money too. What is it? Like 8 grand? No, no, so so I I they did the conversion. So it sold no, for did, American right, <laughs> American 12,800. You uh, know, again, it's it's real money, right? I mean, that yeah. is but but again, how, when's the next time you're going to see one? Never. That's what I'm saying. I don't think ever. I mean, I know guys with some massive collections in Mexico, and I've never personally seen that transaction. No. I I literally, two days ago, found out this thing exists. Yeah, it's cool, man. So I kind of want it. Ross, (laughs) buy it for me. When's your birthday, Mike? You got it, buddy. You got it. it. Hey, guess what I found out? Sorry, kids. You're not going to college. (laughs) I mean, I made a deal. Straight line. I figured out what it is. Okay, cool. What is it? Yep. All right. Uh, it has tabs in the wrist that prevent them extending into the straight position. Unfortunately, these same tabs act as levers, so they try to force the hands into a. If you try to force the hands into a straight position, you will simply snap the fingers. Sculpted finger joints that are aligned in a straight line are an obvious weak point, and they change the way the fingers were shaped. Oh. So. There's other ones that are uh, I found somewhere else on some website that was selling them, but there's all different ones for the G1 Transformers. Like there's a I don't know roadblock or whatever that has straight line. Also, it's like a thing. Huh. So it's because they broke too easy, so they. So it's like a flaw. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, design flaw that they. Interesting. Sounds like Mike just got a job as our research analyst for the investors' oh, yeah, corner. I got time for that. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I can't make any docs like this, man. I come into these shows ice cold just being like, I'll just talk about whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, wow, that's outstanding. Good. The good cause I, I looked. I couldn't find anything. So Good work, Mike. We have, d- did it on the fly, too, while he's he's commentating. It just tells you how you multi. It's why it's that's why the things you do are successful. It's because you can do I own 15 freight truck companies, 10 <laughs> art galleries. I got five <laughs> conventions going on, 150 galleries. pages on Facebook. The DJ, rap star, all that, yeah. <laughs> um, I could so, sing Sinatra. That- there you go. Dude <laughs> loves Sinatra. Love. It is a live show, you know, just saying. Yeah, no, I, I you don't kidding. want to <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of beers on Saturday night, we'll get you singing Sinatra. It'll happen. There you go. So we'll, we'll live stream it. Out there. Why not? Man? We'll live stream it. 
Ooh, I, that stuff is one of yours, huh? That's ooh. a fancy pants, boys. That's nice. Yeah, what well, one of the the, the 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 ones that I think kind of make us famous, right? Is uh, how we started doing the DT sabers. So number six is the Kenner Star Wars loose Darth Vader telescoping saber um, cased. I misspelled it. And I said eased. <laughs> Anthony likes to point point out my misspelling, but uh, case with the COA. Um, so the telescoping saber was discontinued early in the twelve back run. Um, in fact, I think there's a twelve A white footer, a twelve A skew footer, and there is one known twelve B. Um, the condi- this is very very conditioned that sensitive figure. So like you know you can find these oftentimes with the the missing inner or um, with the cracked outer shafts because they were just prone to breaking super super easy. Um, easily uh, the top five rarest production Star Wars figures, um, and it sold for a buy it now of twelve thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, we see this a lot with these DT figures where people like to have them cased with COAs or cased with cardbacks. I think when you're spending um, $13,000 for a figure, you like to hold something tangible. And sometimes holding something that like, oh, I don't well, think substantial, you like. Substantial, right? Substantial, right? right. Something nice and big. CIB with AFA does this all the time with the COAs, right, in the inside the case. And I'll tell you a story about this. This, this particular piece predated, I think, when the two of you joined up with CAS. Um, we never really did that. Never really would, you know, grade a piece with our certificate in it. And when this particular c- collector wanted something substantial, like like Chris noted, and having that COA in the case, if you recall, all of our statements of archival have a picture of the graded item on the statement or the certificate. Right. And right. So I asked Ken to do it, and he was like, you could see his mind like got into a into a warp, and he was like slowly getting sucked away. He's like. If I need to take a picture of the item and put it on the certificate, but the certificate is in the item, how am I ever going to do this? And it's a paradox. Like a five-minute conversation. <laughs> Dude, just don't put the picture on the certificate this one time, and you can put it in. He's like, but, but there won't be a picture on the certificate, which will be in the item. But if the certificate's in the item, how do we get the picture on the certificate? I'm like, brother. We're CS very much a you know we'll do what the collectors want type of thing. We found a way to make it work, notwithstanding Ken's uh, OCD about having a picture on every single. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Ross. I'm looking at I have a CAS vinyl cape Jawa loose. Yeah. Yeah. I have a certificate with the picture of the figure on the certificate next to the figure. What? That's impossible. That's impossible. You want to see it? Yeah, let's see. I'm yeah. gonna get it. Let's yeah, see. the, the, the dishes has to happen. That that's so cool. That's not, that well, can't really actually be a picture like of your that, item. Man. We must have yeah. used a picture of another item because that's impossible. <laughs> Unless he just didn't glue it and oh, and didn't put on. it together. Is it a picture of the item with the certificate in it? How is it? How is a picture of itself in its own certificate on the that's certificate? A cool case too, man. There we go. Ready? Da da da. Whoa! So, oh, so it's just the thing. But you see, it's not the f- typically. Not- typically, when we take a picture, it'll be the whole thing in yeah. the oh, case. Oh, okay, okay, no, no, yeah. It's just it's. You couldn't have a picture figure. of the case. Oh, it's, it's pre-graded. The, the yeah, it's pre-graded. The case. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's all right. So it's like an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> that's a cool case, man. With the way that jaw is floating like that. Yeah, that's you know what? I love it. Cool yeah, I'm yeah. never, I, I'm never gonna have a carded vinyl cave Jawa, but I love this thing. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's a good grade, and it's got the certificate next to it. It's, it's my vinyl cave Jawa. Yep. You know? 
It's awesome. See, you need you need a Ken for that, man. Ken is very good at that detail oriented, really awesome. I mean, wizard. I call him a wizard. Nuts. Yeah, he's a your wizard. Faces are nuts. I yeah. send you some of the stupidest looking, weirdest bootlegs on a face of a planet, and I don't know how you build something that'll hold it because it's not normal. It's not like it's just oh, put something on the feet. It's like build this attaching rope that connects this thing that puts this thing here. Plus, my top toys just came back and they look sick, man. My blue. Nice, man. Well, well, I think. So, yeah, I like your cases. You're getting really cool with your cases. I, I'm a machinist and I do a lot of this stuff for a living. And I'll tell you what, like Ken is is out of this world with some of the stuff. He really is. Like he's somebody that, like for the most part, anybody that knows CAS people will never see him. He, he's very outgoing, but he's not like you know. He's just you he don't doesn't see want him. The limelight. Yeah, the limelight. but he is. He is he's like no our Chris hidden Willa. rock star. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have almost no talent, but I'll get in front of a camera and talk. <laughs> <laughs> so so Ken is sort of the antithesis of me. So it's <laughs> let's not forget you, about man. Lee too. Lee, yes. Lee, Lee does amazing work with him. Yes, lights out. Yeah. And I love when you guys switch to that. That's really, really nice. And you know what else? Do you know what I love about CAS? Here, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll kiss you, you your tushes for a little bit. Please. Time before. Please. But, uh, <laughs> I'll corrupt, buddy. What I really like about you guys is if there's a suggestion, you take it and fix it. Like, remember when you first came out with the clamps like this on the vinyl figures? Mm-hmm. And yep. like, I was like, oh, it's kind of pushing down the cape in a weird way. And you guys like fixed that by the next time I sent it a figure. They did great. They that did great. Kind of little stuff. little things that go on the shoulder that don't touch the cape and yeah. the cape can sit out warm. No. I mean, simple stuff. It has existed in grading forever and none of the other grading companies ever fixed it. That's we had, we, honestly, we had one person complain about it. And I yeah. told Ken and Lee, let's fix it. Yeah. Let's fix it. It's easy. It's That's easy. The best part about CAS is that you guys actually... And I'm not trying to speak out about anybody or anything, but if there's something that it's a no brainer, it's like, yes, you got to rework something. You got to think of a different way, but why not? You yeah. guys are in the, the game to preserve things. Right. So you can think of a better way to do it. And I think that just your cases have completely changed the quality of archival of every single graded item in the world. Like it is no longer just slapped in a sharp case because you forced everybody to make it better. And I couldn't be more thankful. So there you go. That's honestly. All right. That's awesome. Well, no, That's a good really compliment. Here. Keep up the great work. Tell your friends, Mike. Tell your friends. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Coming to ICC Con, CAS. They, they're right. jumping into autographs, everything now. You guys are taking over good the world. That's what I heard. Good oh, yeah. Man. In fact, in fact, uh, about your cases. It's amazing. Some of the things that are created. And the way, like, even I just got a bunch of baggies done. And the way that you make that secondary case float inside the case is nuts. I don't even know how it works, and I have it in my hand. And I'll say, Dude. honestly, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Nice. <laughs> there, there, there's some things up on the horizon that, that, we're, that we're doing that I like. Again, very proud to be a part of this, this company. Well, that's, that's for wonderful. Sure. You guys are always growing. Isn't it wonderful for things to be growing and right. stagnant? Yeah, when yep. you're impressed every day. You know, yep. how often does that happen, right? Every day. Right? Well, for <laughs> us, but not, not for everybody else. Yeah. Um, so number five on the list, and um, everything else from here on out um, is going to be Star Wars, which, uh, you know, isn't, isn't a really big surprise to me. Um, but, again, it's, it's amazing what some, some of these other, uh, other toy brands are, are starting to, um, 
starting to reach. And this is going to be something that I would imagine is going to be a mainstay on uh, on our high rollers list kind of thing. But um, number five is Kenner Star Wars 1977 Early Bird Certificate, Mint and Seal Box, graded near mint plus 85, sold as a buy it now for $13,999 for a cardboard envelope because this is who we are. <laughs> we had that. We had one of those last month. That was the yeah. top three last month, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, the grade, I mean, again, you could have pulled that straight out of a case and not gotten 85. Right. So. Yeah, it just it just amazes me, though, that those exist still unused, right? I mean, a carded figure, may, I can understand that someone didn't open it. It looks nice on a shelf. But the fact that there is still early bird certificates that weren't used is just amazing to me. Or that well, weren't thrown out. I mean, right? if yeah. is done, why wouldn't you just toss them? So yeah. that sold for fourteen grand. I have a mentor of mine who I um he was actually over my house about a year ago. He used to own a toy store back in the um a, like a vintage toy store, like a collectible store back in the nineties. He's who got me collecting vintage. He got me into that. And uh, he said at one point in time, a guy walked in with a case of those, wow. a case. He goes, I offered him like a hundred bucks. They just they were kind of hard to move, and the guy said no, and he walked out of my life forever. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Case fresh. <laughs> yeah, fourteen grand now, bro. Oh, ouch! So just send me the uh, the town that that was in, and I will go knocking door to door. Uh, Waterford, Michigan. Come on, I'll take you for a tour. There you go. <laughs> you happen to have a uh, box full of like Star Wars Millers? Uh, yeah. Anybody? Anybody? I heard tell. Got <laughs> <laughs> ten grand in my pocket, Bernie. You know. So, yeah. uh, so number four. Um, this is a repeat brand, um, and Anthony did a little bit of research on this. This is um, this is something. It's I guess it's an art piece, right? Um, so number four is Metacom Star Wars. It was two thousand seven. Cause is the name of the company. Original Fake is the name of the store that sold it, and it's a Darth Vader vinyl figure, and it looks like an eighteen-inch Darth Vader with Princess Leia buns, right? So it's not graded. It was manufactured in two thousand seven. It was purchased in a Lucasfilm charity auction in two thousand eleven. Um, it has a, a letter of authenticity signed by Howard Rothman, who was chairman of Lucasfilm in uh, twenty eleven, um, and it was sold as um, as a best offer. So they were asking sixteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, and it went for fifteen thousand five hundred dollars for a toy I know nothing about. I I can help with this one. It's uh, art. He's an artist. Okay. Um, that's worth a fortune because of who made it. Okay. It's like uh, you know Banksy or Banksy. I've heard. I, I... Imagine if Banksy painted a Boba Fett picture and sold it at a George Lucas show. You know what I mean? Like if you if you look him up, look up K A W S. That's the artist, and it's all like those. It's not really Mickey Mouse, but it's like you know, like Dead Mouse, Does it, yeah. sort of like the big heads with the X's and the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, super duper famous. That's what that sold for is because of the artist. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, we did that. We did this. Man, it's not some random thing you didn't know about. It's definitely an artist. Well, that's what we thought last month because we had a Boba Fett. Same thing. So yeah. I did look at it. So exactly, Mike. We had no idea. Cause is is his tag name, his artist name. Yeah. He's actually a Jersey native. Grew up in Jersey City. Wow. Uh, li lives in Brooklyn. Um, and he was a um, he's like he's forty six year old artist. He has had his hand in everything, like yeah. every industry, every pop culture category you can think of. He's designed uh, albums for Kanye. He's designed um, Hennessy liquor bottles, yeah. uh, gu 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 guitar picks for John Mayer. Anyway, so he's a very well-known artist. 
And so this particular line, so cause, as you said, is his name. Um, original fake is the store and brand of this Japanese store in Aoyama, Japan. And the store is full of uh, clothing, accessories, and figures. And there's other other things other than Star Wars. You know, there's like everything from Peanuts to The Simpsons. Um, And he put out this line of Star Wars figures. So that line in uh, Original Fake ran from 2006 to 2013. But the thing I was impressed with, I, I didn't know that artwork could, modern artwork could go for this much. So this is a thing with Cause. By the way, Cause, I learned um, that's his name, right? Uh, it has nothing, it's not an acronym. It is not a nickname. He uh, came up with that name because <clears throat> he liked the way the letters looked. Next, it was an aesthetically pleasing name, the way it looked, <laughs> like just those letters. So anyway, so... He was commissioned by uh, Nigo, who's like a Japanese designer in the early 2000s to come up with it. And I'll show a picture here of this 40 by 40 inch painting of the Simpsons. But they were all his classic characters. So those things, we call them Leia buns. All of his characters are these two bones coming out of, of his characters' heads. It's supposed to be Mickey Mouse, but they're bones instead. See, it is kind of like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this this painting sold in, an, uh, in Sotheby's, uh, Hong Kong, 2019 for... 15 million dollars 40 by 40 simpsons painting and now we know who's buying all these a very 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 you think finished star wars toys forget about it incredible all right i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt though i gotta i'm gonna quiz chris let's see what chris whitlock knows all right so cause his name is brian donnelly he's a 46 year old uh jersey city native jersey he went to a high school in new jersey called saint anthony's very well known high school basketball uh, school, there are two brothers who came out of St. Anthony's that played college basketball. Their father was the coach of that high school team. Who are the brothers? What does Chris Whitlock know? I got my fingers on the correct, incorrect button here. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I, I, do, I do not follow basketball very much at all. And so um, and the only way I'm going to gonna come up with this one is just because I know a basketball player, two of them have the same last name, and what would be like uh, like Tim Hardaway and Anthony Hardaway? Ooh, that's, that's, uh, I don't think the brothers. So, yeah. so uh, the... hold on. Think about brothers. What about the Grant brothers? Horace and Harvey? Yes. My... What other brother? I am no help. What other brothers? Did they ever go NBA or are these are just yeah yeah yeah. When 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 was this? What time period? Uh, ninety one. One one went to Duke. One went to Seton Hall. Only Duke player I know at that point in time was Christian Leitner. Played with Christian Leitner. Yeah. Oh. It's Bobby Bobby and Danny Hurley. St. Oh, Anthony's High School. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would have wow. never gotten that nope. one. Well then. Wow. We trigger happy there, buddy. Man, I love that button. <laughs> the the I love incorrect it. button stays there for like a <laughs> setting too long. It's like a setting too long. It says video is <laughs> muted just so you can see yeah. the reactions. Yeah. Yep, yep. Hey, I was going to say, Anthony, uh, you were saying you can't believe that modern artwork and stuff like that can go for those well, kind of numbers. Yeah, Did I'm uncultured. Digital so. art that just sold? No. Digital artwork, it sold for $64 million. Wow. It's a digital picture. You can yeah. literally go cut, cut and paste it off of Google oh, for free right Oh, I now. did see that. No, no. Um, I Actually, I heard this on a sports radio talk show. Well, what what was it of? It was digital. Uh, was it? Uh, no, was it the Twitter, the first ever Twitter uh, 
tweet? No, they're um, selling that too. Now they can sell anything. They can sell little clips or you take an America's Funniest Home Video and you can own the rights to that and therefore oh. sell it forever. Yeah, um, I, I think I saw no, the no, first. No, the digital artwork, yeah, it was a bunch of those different things put together into a giant mosaic. Crazy. Yeah, spent like two years on it, but $64 million. Maybe yeah. Years on it. And, and listen, I'm out of touch. So someone like cause a well-known artist like this, maybe, maybe that is a pretty reasonable price. I just, I just couldn't believe it. There's a 40 by 40 inch Simpson artwork, like $15 million. I thought it was yeah. so, so does anyone know that, that CAS has actually graded multiple cause pieces? Have we? Get out of here. We have graded multiple cause pieces. Go to our website. Put in cause for the item, and you'll see multiple cause pieces that we've done. Huh. He's super famous. Yeah, there you go. Crazy. I mean, it's multiple awesome. cause pieces. You know, cause got, got his start. He was a street graffiti artist. Awesome. He would, That's he awesome. would do that by night, and he would – he would. Uh, I did a lot of research today, a lot of spare time. Nice. He would paint houses and apartment complexes and roofs across from his high school so that he could look at his, his work during class. You know, he ah. just raise out and look cool. at it. So Yeah. Jersey, you awesome. that heart, man. You need that heart. <laughs> <Jersey>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to talk yep. about number two and number three at the same time because they're the same figure and they were actually both sold on the same day. And um, this is what I, I, I I'm just gonna do a little bit of editorializing here. I suspect that somebody didn't win this auction um, and went and bought the next one. So that that's how I see this. So number number three is uh, Kenner Star Wars 12 back A vinyl cape Jawa, graded near plus 85. Unpunched, clear bubble. Um, so the grade on this one is card 80, bubble 85, figure 85, right? And it sold um, in an open auction for 17600 Now, number two is also the exact same figure, the exact same grade, however, whereas the first one was um, 80, 85, 85, this one is um, 85, 85, 90. So you're talking like, you know, you don't have any any subgrades that are lower than the grade and this is where grading becomes important right you don't have any subgrades that are lower than the um than the actual grade itself and you actually do have one figure that's a 90 and i would guess that a a loose 90 final cape jawa is probably a three thousand dollar figure just in and of itself if not more um so this had an asking price of twenty three thousand five hundred and sold for nineteen thousand five hundred so you're looking at about a $2,000 difference between these two based on one was an open auction, one was buy it now, but the grades, I guess, made that difference, even though they're both 85s. I gets a man for me. I, I, I didn't, it didn't seem that long ago to me that twelve to 13000 was the high watermark for a carded vinyl cape. I yeah. guess I had no idea that these things were going for seventeen, nineteen thousand dollars now. Oh, right, it just seems really high to me. But like I said, I haven't I haven't watched it for a couple of years right. now. And two on the same day, so that just kind of tells you. I mean, that's not like yeah. a you know an outlier. <laughs> it's not an outlier. Yeah. So, it's not an outlier. Our our hobby just keeps going up and up and up and up and up and up. I couldn't compete in this hobby if I didn't already have what I have. I wouldn't even be a player in this game. Yeah. Not even a, and I'm not really, you know, when you look at like, like people, I, I, I mean, it's a, it's an unfair comparison because he's been doing it for so much longer, but I look at somebody like Gus Lopez, right? There is not a single thing in my collection that Gus Lopez could come up, look at him and say, wow, that's cool. It's like that he doesn't already have or hasn't seen or hasn't passed on, <laughs> you know? 
And uh, although but, although he's a nice enough guy that he'd come to your your house and look at your collection and say that to you, right? No, so. he, we could have a good conversation, but he's not going to leave it, you know, impressed with any one thing. And and that's not. Yeah. It's just because he has. The stuff that would just, you know, the, the stuff that he doesn't display would be stuff that would be my grail, right? Right, right, right. right. He has yeah, he's a, he's the Death really Star, nice guy, right? He does, yeah, right? He does. Wow. Yeah, he's one of those, Every- you know, so again, going back to ICC kind. So the last time, um, there was a uh, a piece of uh, pre-production uh, two-dimensional stuff. It was uh, some uh, advertising piece that somebody had bought. And we had no idea what it, what it went to, you know, but he, he bought it. It looked cool. And Gus was walking by. I'm like, hey, Gus, do you know what this is from? He's like, oh, yeah. And he goes, and he rattles us off. <laughs> You're like, yeah. of course you do. <laughs> it's like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> he, he literally wrote the encyclopedia on Star really Wars collecting, right? I mean, right here because it's super yeah. useful. I can show it to you. Yeah. He, and, and so he will forget more in a week than any of us know yes. about Star Wars stuff. Yep. There Great there guy. Look at that thing. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, <laughs> that is outstanding. Yeah, like everything. Oh, yeah. Man. Wow. I love that you had that right at the ready, Mike. That was <laughs> very I did a lot cute. of stuff in this room, man. Yeah. Tell you the truth, when I was looking up the other day, I had a line on a, uh, and I actually wrote Gus, but I haven't talked to him yet, but I did write him. But uh, I have a line on a, a hat that I found that has, uh, do you know, all right, you know, uh, in Empire Strikes Back, they were wearing the, like, George Lucas and all the people on the set would have that hat, the Empire Strikes Back hat, and it would have the five stars on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Rim. Yeah. Anyway, there's a bunch of different colors, and I've got a line on one. I can't figure out what the color is, but the closest one I can find is one that Steven Spielberg is wearing in a shooting of Indiana Jones right next to George Lucas. Wow. So I'm really trying to figure that out. It's not in this book, believe it or not. I found something that isn't in Gus's book. Wow. That's why I was bothering him for it because I'm like, dude, who had because they seem to be all different colors for each person on the team at the huh. time. So I don't know. But yes, that's a and Gus is the guy because he'll just like you said, Chris, he yeah. just knows it, man. He's he knows good. it and he shares. It just yeah. he's one of those he's you a know, nice guy for sure. Yeah. Um so yeah, so th- th- those are your two final cape jawas, and we're gonna go to um, number one or, or number one, and um, we actually have a, um, a a last one beyond this, but it's, it's because it's gonna touch on a subject that uh, CAS is gonna start getting into. But um, number one is a, a little bit of a head scratcher for me, and I'm and if, if whoever bought this is listening, number one, um, <laughs> I'm not a f- trying to. I just I, I'd love to know a little bit more about you know how why this sold for this much and also um you know maybe send it to CAS because it's I'm not graded so um so this is a, a Kenner um, early brick figure set it's loose so it's got all four figures it's got the double telescoping loose um, the set comes with a COA from CIB um, that basically states that this was found with a bunch of stuff that was pre-production and has a box that has no mailer stuff on it, but there's nothing about it in and of itself that's pre-production. So to me, this is a loose early bird set, which is not nothing to sneeze at. It's you know definitely a nice piece, but it sold for a, um, a buy it now of $25,000. Yeah, I mean, DT saber on the Luke, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that that's worth anything. I'm just I'll tell you this right. one right here for half. Right, right. Well, no, no, no. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I was just saying, you know, may, maybe they, maybe the person either gambled on it and said, you know, these are maybe these are first shots, right? This is a first shot early bird or something except, like that. Maybe there's something they they CIB, saw on here. 
CIB didn't. They didn't. didn't. Ah, what do they know? What do they know? Right. No, that's true. I mean, look, there was there was a gentleman that was selling similar stuff um, within the last year or two. That was a bunch of production figures that were found with a bunch of EPs and first shots. And I think CIB had issued a COA saying that those items were found with other pre-production items, which is great. You know, whatever. Like, you know, if, if my if my Yugo is parked next to a Lamborghini, it doesn't make it a, a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, right. Well, and the thing is, too, is because all these pieces are loose, you could conceivably swap everything out. Yeah. So is this just some really some some really rich? Drunk guy, like drunken purchase, like two a.m. falling asleep, like oh, I'm gonna get an early bird. Ah, eh, twenty five grand. Look, there's a lot of nefarious stuff that happens on yeah. eBay too. Yeah. Who knows whether that's an actual well, that's finished sale versus you Have know. You Mickey Blue Eyes. Remember Mickey Blue Eyes, Hugh Grant, million year old, not very good movie. No, I I know Hugh Grant. I don't know the movie. I, mean, I don't remember I the movie. movie. I never no. saw the movie, but I know the movie. He ran an art gallery, right? Yeah, in the art gallery, and they would sell stuff like Sotheby's or whatever. And the hook was, is like, he was marrying this girl that her family happened to be mobsters or whatever anyway. So they bring in like a really terrible painting and he goes and sells it. They bid on it and therefore they can move the money through the system Ah. in order to make it legitimate. I mean, that's right on debt at $25,000 on the ball. Money laundering. $1,000 worth of figures. But the thing is, is then you have a completely credit card swipeable transaction if you just lost twenty five grand on the Super Bowl, right? Well, and, and no offense to the person that bought it, because I would love to know, you know, a little Dude, bit if more. It's real and there's something special, I want to know too. But I'm looking at it. You put up pictures of this when you do this. Uh, yeah, so I, I just have j- just the one picture yeah. right now. and I can definitely go back to the auction because I even keep the item number on it. But the only thing unique about this, in my opinion, and again, be- and because none of this is sealed, conceivably the person could swap everything out, right? Yeah. Um, but the only thing unique about this is that the box itself doesn't have an address. Yeah. But see, I don't see that. Did you see the picture of the box? Does it look good? I, you know, I, I, I didn't pay that much yeah. of attention, yeah. to be honest. Right, so so at best you have figures that CIB couldn't authenticate as EPs. Maybe you have a sample box, right? Maybe right. the box is a sample, some pre-production sample. That's fine. It ain't worth twenty-five grand, ladies and gentlemen. Right, it ain't but, worth twenty-five but grand. Free shipping, so there's that. Hey, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? All right, what's what's the uh, what's this extra? So so the the last thing in and it's a little bit of an announcement. Um, because we at CAS are good at encasing things that are rare and valuable. And this is something that has absolutely gone atomic, right? So Smoking this, hot. Yeah, very, very hot. hot. So this is a 1977 Topps Star Wars Series 1 wax box, right? Mm. It is BBCE certified, meaning that BBCE is a company that went baseball and looked at... Baseball card exchange? Yep, baseball card exchange. They went and they looked at all the packs. They know that those packs have not been pa- tampered with. And they take and they wrap that cardboard box in, in cellophane, right? So that is... So it's not graded. You don't know if that box is a, a 40 or an 85, right? All you know is that it's that those packs are, are, are virgin packs, unopened, right? This thing sold in an open auction with 77 bids for $35,900. And it's sitting on a shelf somewhere, not an acrylic. And that is something we need to change, my friends. Ooh, we do very much so. 
We do very much so. But this is a reason. So this is actually a concrete example of an eBay sale. And and there were three. So this is the, the most expensive. There were three of these that sold in the, the 30,000 range. Um, there wow. was one that sold in the 20,000 range in, in Hakes. So this isn't like an anomaly. This is happening. Oh, no. This is yeah, the cards are happening. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Some graded, you know, the ones with the sticker on them? I think I saw a Luke Stormtrooper sticker card go for like a grand. It was a 9.8 or something, but... Yeah, uh, so they're calling them rookie cards. So Luke and Stormtrooper was number one in this Series 1 card, and it graded 10 is an $8,000 card. Now, I will tell you this. I, I collected sports cards for quite some time, and people are like, well, you know, if I open this 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 box with all these packs that have never been opened, you know, you know you're going to get 10s. No. Nope. Uh, centering on this stuff is notoriously just terrible. Uh, Luke was on the very, very corner of a sheet. So it was not, so it was very, so if that sheet was not lined up dead perfect, those corner cards are the most off center, right? Because like, like things sort, sort of stack up as it goes um, and print flaws and print errors of all sorts. So to find a 10 is not easy, but 30. Okay, my, the the Jeep I'm driving to ICC kind cost that much. Yeah, that's well, look, and I think I think just a couple like a year or so ago, those were four grand a box, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe they've just shot, shot, shot up, along with all other trading cards. Yes, just unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah, trading unbelievable. Cards are through the roof. Yep. So, yeah, I, yeah, but but there is no company that that grades these boxes. You don't know what you're you're getting. You know it's certified. You don't know what condition that box is. It could have, you know, Jim written on the top of it or the back of it. You don't even you don't even know. So, yeah, a market that I think that a grading company um, really wants to take a look at. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there was any grading company that could start getting into that. So definitely for a um, $35,000 box, I think that this thing needs to be protected by something a little bit more than just cellophane, don't you? I mean, yeah. and as we talked about at the beginning of the show, I mean, that's something that we're getting into. It amazed me for, you know, and that's part of the reason that we're deciding to do this, that all these wrapped boxes by Baseball Card Exchange, another company called RVP Ripping Vintage yep. Packs, great companies do great authentication. You know, we're going to offer a service to case those up in acrylic. I mean, right. there's no reason that a $30,000 box should be protected by, you know, a little little piece of plastic. and. For all the uh, raw boxes out there to have a grade, people want grades. People want grades on individual cards, on packs what, that we're doing now, individual yeah. packs. But you know, as we talked about at the beginning, for the for the raw boxes, we're going to do a box grade, a packs grade, and an overall grade. So two right. subgrades and an overall grade. Um, and- you know, it's something that's been really sorely needed. Um, you know, there's there's nothing else out there that that does this, and we're gonna really fill a void and um, help and protect it, and preserve, like we do with with box toys. And we're so. we're already poised for it, so it's it's it, you can say, okay, well, how come PSA isn't doing it? Because PSA does flat cards, right? Why isn't you know CB or CBCS um, or BBCE doing it? Well, because BBC BBCE wraps, right? They don't have they don't do three dimensional acrylic the way CIS does three-dimensional acrylic. We are literally, this is what we do. This is yeah. our wheelhouse. This is like, you can say, well, you know, what kind of preparation do you need to do this? No, we do this already. This is, uh, this is our game. Oh, right. We do this, you know, we, we specialize in package material. So right. we're not getting into cards. We're doing packs, you know, wax packs, racks, right. cellophane packs, and, and boxes, which, you know, a box, 
box of cards is no different than a box Millennium Falcon, right? You grade a box, you grade a box. Right. You know how to grade boxes. Right. Yeah. So um, it's really exciting stuff. And, you know, we, we can't wait to kind of roll it out. But um, well, you have the artwork there and stuff. And I think you'll provide a very valuable service because even though these are I'm, I'm looking at the one you put up there, Chris. And even though they're they're sealed and they have the baseball card exchange wrapping and everything. I mean, it just to me, it just looks like the regular cellophane that would normally come on a pack of cards or something like that. It is. Right. It that is. never lasts. Yeah. Yeah, so, one I mean, nick and that entire service has been completely obliterated. <laughs> well, so I six grand, man. You definitely want to be able to drop a soda on it and still be okay. Right. Like, I have one here. I can show you. This is Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, you see the this is by another company, baseball card, uh, Baltimore yeah. card exchange or something like that. Um, very thin cellophane. Yeah, man. No, you definitely if I if I, if yeah. I drop it right here, this thing gets dented. Yeah. Right? Don't do it. I will not stare at fever. Well, and plus, at, at this point, <laughs> staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> Karaoke, absolutely, we need to do it. But we don't even know what condition that box is. So that box could have writing on it. It could be dented. All we know is it's certified. We don't know if it's, it's mint. authentic. That's it. That's, That's all, all you know. know. So That's nobody does this. So that this is makes sense. That we're there's no that. reason the thirty-five thousand dollars. There you go. I'm sending in my. My threes company wax pack, yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Nice. <laughs> got that this at awesome. I got this at celebration, believe it or not. Really, nice. my buddy yeah. Matt got it for me. Yeah, that's Thanks, awesome. Matt. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's a, a, one of our big announcements and something we are very very proud of, and uh, it's why I included it on this list because at some point in time, and and it actually segues into um, every other month now we're going to do um, wax um, investors corner wax boxes and packs. Um, uh segment so um because it's hot yeah it's hot, hot. it's so hot right now so, so uh, hot right now. I, I, michael jordan rookie you 86 87 fleer um those sell for four thousand dollars plus a pack yeah a pack and you know it's very interesting for people that are into that too you know we will notate on on the case if there's a star showing on the back of a pack if people go nuts for the 86 fleer if you see on the back, you could see like a Charles Barkley on the back or, or some other star. Yeah, or Jordan sticker can be on the back. So a Jordan rookie Which, sticker can be on the back of that. Or crazy. Yeah, outstanding. Crazy. So, so yeah. So this week's yeah. list um, featured nine Star Wars items, three vinyl Cape Jawas, um, three Masters of the Universe items, two Transformers, and one Barbie Major Mate and Major Matt Masson mason sort of way so we actually got a, a good degree of diversity um but um definitely seeing some other lines starting to get some stratospheric kind of uh numbers here so uh wraps up our um, investors corner and we'd like to end each show with a uh two cents right so it's one of us that um maybe wants to share a little something with our audience and uh, we do appreciate first of all that you guys have been listening and uh and and then we thank Mike for um, being part of all this. But I think Ross has something prepared Thanks that he wants that. to say to uh, end the show. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of give my approach to collecting and life in general. Um, so, yeah, so you, we do something a little different this week. Anthony talked about the risk game uh, last week, which was awesome. How he a cheats. A little more fun. Yeah. <laughs> he cheats, yeah. right? Yeah, cheats How he beats cheats. his kids, yeah. The Death Star um, never misses. Come uh, on. Okay. I'm going to talk about some simple stuff today. You know, it's a little deep. You know, I've, I've personally had uh, kind of a rough 
2021, dealing with some family issues that some of you know out there know about, others don't. Deal with some loss in my family and um, kind of focuses me back. And times like that really give you perspective about you know what you're doing and how you interact with people. And um, you know, I want to kind of talk about my approach to the hobby, the hobbies that we all love, and some of that permeates you know the way that I approach CAS. But you know, it's it's very simple stuff. You know, treat treat others the way you want to be treated and, and give the love out. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in our hobby and a lot of competition and people trying to get over on one another, you know, making making money off someone else or scamming someone. Um, but it really the most meaningful times that I've had are, are great interactions with, with people in the hobby and, and treating others with respect. And um, it's allowed me to, to make wonderful friends and make great connections in the hobby and, you know, we can all kind of come together based on, you know, a love of, of collecting Star Wars or GI Joe or wax packs or whatever it is that, that drives you what your passion for collecting, right? Your passion right. for collecting, um, you know, and that's what brings us all together. But what, what keeps us together is the way that you kind of interact with each other. And, you know, the, the three guys that are on tonight, you know, I've, I've had wonderful connections with, and we've all formed very important friendships to me that, you know, on, on balance are more important than, than the collectibles, certainly more important than all that. But we're, we're here together because we all share that passion. Um, and and so, you know, I see a lot of people struggling out there in, in certain aspects because they're not remembering that. As long as you remember to give out as much love as you can, I'm sure you're going to get that love back. So that's that's my approach to collecting. That's how we that's how we run CAS. We put our customer first. Um, and make sure that, that we show the love out to them and hopefully they shove it back. Shove it back? Show it back. <laughs> show it back. Very so, well said. Very so well keep said. that in mind and you will find good things in life and in collecting and, and everything else. Here, here. Awesome, Ross. Well said. Awesome. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for uh, Mike Havens for being here. And um, Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. This is great, Mike. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. I can't believe how much MOTU is worth. Start stacking up. That's true. Yeah, and so we're going to see you in a few weeks, and I cannot wait. Cannot I'm excited wait. too, man. I'm excited to see awesome. everybody. I miss uh, everybody. I really ma know. Major FOMO right here, guys. Uh, next, next year. year. Mike, next I'll see you next year. You can make it. You can make it. Uh. Maybe, <laughs> we won't talk about it. Let's think in the All right, listeners. Thanks. Uh, until next time. Keep collecting. See you guys. My friends. Later. Later.